in to the Barbers Podcast. Barbers! I gotta be honest with you, man. Me and this dude, Will Stam, had a conversation and we said, you know what? We need to go live and discuss this. And we planned on going live for about an hour. Alright? Come to find out, we end up going live for nearly two and a half hours, man. This conversation that we had was so fire, and it got to the point where we were like, yo, can you do another half hour? Yo, can you do another half hour? Next thing you know, we uh, we were two and a half hours deep, full of so much games, so many gems. Man, this is, uh, it was, oh my God, it was such a great conversation. And in fact, it was so good that I don't even really want to hold y'all up anymore, man. I just want to get into it. So well, all I want to say before we get into it is just, if you find value out of it, when you find value out of it, or when you get value out of it, make sure you take a screenshot, share it to your story, tag me and Will in it, let us know your thoughts, so that way, you know, we can get some feedback from you, and we can show you some love, and also, make sure you share this episode with somebody that you know will find value out of it, I'm telling you, this this conversation is fire, you guys are gonna love it, so, with that being said, let's get into the conversation, Barbers! And it is show time. Show time. Bars, what up, what up? what up, Mar? How are you feeling, dog? Man, I'm feeling good, man. I'm 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 feeling super. I'm I've been super. I've been ready for just to have this dialogue with you. It's been a minute. I think the last time we got together like this, I think it was click funnels. Yeah. When we set up in, uh, we set up right in the middle in of Florida, the event, right? Yeah, it was like <laughs> ten months ago. <laughs> yeah, yo, Page of Styles hopped on and said it's eight p.m. Barbers, for those of you that are tapped in right now, what's up? Where are you guys tapping in from? What's up, Barbers? Let me know. Drop your location in the chat. Drop your location. Let me see. I see my man Chase on here. What up, Chase? Chase definitely know the vibes. Where Chase oh, at? Chase, Chase comment. Yeah, yeah. Chase said one hundred. My man. man Kevin Baez is on. Kev is my man. Let's go. I'm actually gonna set this up real quick too, so that Page people. Page of Styles. Page of Styles. What's up? All right. Well, let me see. Said he want to attend the school. Okay, we got some Florida. We got Houston, Texas, Cali, Chi-Town. Oh, we got a little bit from everywhere. That's what's up, man. People rocking with the vibe. I like it. Yes, sir. They're going to start tapping in because the notifications will hit, too. I'm going to mm-hmm. load up my live real quick on IG to let people know we're, we're live, too, real quick. Boom. Let that rock for a little bit. So, Will, bro, you been What's seeing good? what I've been posting or what, man? Yo, I've been loving it, to be honest. I'm actually, I'm the guy sitting there reading it. It's probably getting a whole bunch of attention because I spend so much time on it. Because it so just you- connects, man. I'm like, yo, Marv is hitting it on the head right now. You've been you've been in your bag, man. Just speaking the truth for real. Yeah. Just speaking the truth, man. Things that need to be said. There's so much, you know, I've been so frustrated with what I've seen with a lot of people. And it's not that they can't do things how they want to do things, but it's it feels very manipulating. Yeah. It feels very manipulating. There's a difference between motivation and manipulation. And we definitely gonna get into some of that tonight for sure. So what what was one of the ones that really stood out to you where you were like, yo. I'm glad he said that because that's what I'd be thinking. I gotta hit up Marv. Which one? Which one of these was it? Um, it oh, one, of the, one of the ones where like 
these barbers are like not taking walk-ins in between clients, right? That was something I used to, I, I seen that you posted where you were like, yo, like they'll have like a 15, 20 minute window. This one right here? In. Yeah, that five to 10 minutes they think is super disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I used to tell people, I'm like, yo, your client will wait 10 to 15 minutes for you. Like they be holding these spots that are 20, 25 minutes away. Like, oh, I got an appointment. Like, I don't want to cut this walk in and then miss out on a walk. in. And then, you know what? Every time what happens, the client they were holding the spot for cancels or runs 20 minutes late. So now you didn't want to give up the 20 minutes, right? You wanted to hold that and they show up 20 minutes late. Then that's 40 minutes. You could have done another haircut. And you wonder why your pocket is short at the end of the week, or you need to charge somebody a thousand dollars to make up the difference so you can pay your mortgage. Like it, it's it absolutely insane, and it yeah. happens at least a couple times a week, no matter what barbershop you're in. No facts, and it was funny because I I might have said it in the video, or I might have said it on a live. I don't remember, but I was saying like, or maybe it was on the podcast. So yeah, a live I turned the podcast, but is that same type of thinking? Like you know, how are you gonna feel when you got somebody that is, is walking in? that you could mm -hmm. fit in and you fitting them in may lead to you being, let's say five, 10 minutes late for your next appointment, right? How are you going to feel if you choose not to fit them in and then they end up going to another barber or they just end up leaving the shop in general and then you get your client in the chair and y'all start your conversation and then you say to them, yeah, somebody just walked in, but I, you know, I had the appointment, so I told them I couldn't fit them in. So, you know, they ended up leaving and then your client tells you, oh, it's no problem, man. I could have waited. You know, like, <laughs> uh, how are you going to feel? You you're going gonna to feel like you like and some of them were just going to be in denial and be like, yo, it wasn't even as serious anyway. But the reality is, is like that's a way where you can make more money. Like people need to really learn how to leverage to get the most value out of their time. Somebody already books margin for air in their time. Right. If they come get a 30, 45 minute haircut, they're booking an extra 15 minutes just in case you run late. Use that when it's necessary. Yeah. I, I always that's what I always did. I used to be like, Yo, I'll be right with you in a minute. I'll be right with you in a second. And that, that leads me to like another point there. Right. That you, you hit on too. speed. Speed is what gets money in any business technology for all that it does. The number one thing it does is speed. That's why it's worth so much money. We be seeing, I be seeing people hour and 30 minutes. Bro, if I went and got a haircut and you took an hour and 30 minutes, I'm never coming back. Yeah, right, right. I don't care. I don't want to sit that long. Like people think people love being at the barbershop or in some suite for an hour and a half. No, they don't. If you told them, look, I could get you A1 in 15 minutes, they'd be like, bet, I'll pay double. People do it every day. People pay more money for convenience speed is the number one thing people care about when they talk about in terms of convenience. Yeah. And I think where we get confused is because we're barbers and it's our job to be in the shop all day. Yeah. So mm -hmm. We think that people just want to be in the shop all day, just like we do. And it's like, no, they don't. They got so many different things to do. Like you said, they make that room for that margin that they can, uh, uh, margin of, uh, you know, delay or pushback that they can accommodate. But aside from that, they got things going on. 
So, yeah, they can afford to be a few minutes late. That's going to be cool. But if you think that they just got all this time in the world to sit and sit there waiting for you and to sit in your chair for an hour and a half, their drive to you is 20 minutes or so. So so now we're looking at 20 minutes to you. You're right. running. You're running. A, a, let's say you're on time. You're one of the barbs. You're on time because you want fit to walk in 20 minutes coming mm-hmm. to you. Now they're in a chair for an hour and a half. You up to two hours and then they got to drive 20 minutes home. It's a two and a half hour trip. A lot of people don't got that time, bro, especially the ones that got the money to pay. You know what I'm right. saying? What are your thoughts on that? Let me let me, let me speak to you. I'm so glad you said that, right? Because this was the number one thing I used to tell all new barbers when I built my first shop, right? This is exactly what I used to tell them. I used to be like, yo, the average barber, right, doesn't make money until Thursday night at 5 o'clock. This is why historically barbers always come at like 12 o'clock and work till eight o'clock. They don't do nothing until after four. And here's why. If you take the average American, right? Let's just talk about average. I don't want to talk about the anomaly. I don't want to talk about low level, high level. I want to talk about the majority, right? The average person works a nine to five. Can we agree there? I would say yes, right? Eight to four, nine to five, same story, right? They have a 30 minute or one hour lunch break. Right or wrong. Right. If they take 10 to 15 minutes to get to you and 10 to 15 minutes to get back, they have 30 minutes to get a haircut. I built an entire business doing 30 minute haircuts. Today, if you take an average haircut price at 40 to $60, 50 bucks, 30 bucks in some smaller towns, but a, a larger city, 40, 50 bucks, nobody's going to cry about. If you got done in 30 minutes, you make $100 an hour. At $50, regardless if a person says, oh, I charge 100 but take an hour, it's the same thing, but it's actually better. You think it's better, oh, I'm not doing as many haircuts. Bro, an hour is an hour, whether you're cutting two people or one. If the Clippers is on, an hour is an hour, right? But the person that you save 30 minutes and you were able to service two people, and those two people are easier to replace than the one person who's willing to pay a hundred. You doing two in an hour versus one in an hour is ten times better. Can you go in on that? That easier to replace? Can you uh Man. dive deeper into that? Because I think that's a big point. Okay, so let's go even further, right? If you look at the statistics across America, right, the Census Bureau. Right. These are the people who who got all access to the banks and all that. They know how much money people got. Let's just call the spade a spade. Everybody, you know, got a bank account. And if you don't and you got money under the mattress, you're the anomaly. Right. So let's talk about that for a second. The average person, eight out of 10, doesn't have five hundred dollars for an emergency. Something happened to their car right now. They got to call mom. They got to call dad. They got to call their brother. They need to get a loan. They got to charge it on credit. Right. So if that's the truth and that's 80 percent of people, eight out of 10, how in the world are a majority of people going to pay one hundred to one hundred and twenty five dollars a haircut? If you take an hour and an hour and a half, they already don't have five hundred dollars for emergency. So they're going to pay five hundred a month for a haircut. Now, but will some people do you need high level elite clientele? Cool. Everybody isn't LeBron James either. It just is what it is. You need to get that level. I'm not saying you can't. Let me be very clear. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not a believer in impossible, right? 
it is possible. But what I'm saying, the percentage is so, so very low that you'll stress yourself out trying to get that when there's an easier formula that can get you the same result. Right? I know it sounds cool. Oh, I'm $100 a cut. That don't nothing but feed your ego. But it lightens your pocket. Mm. People with little little egos usually have the big pockets. People with the big egos' pockets is real tiny. They look good. They sound good. But eight out of ten people ain't got no money. Do you think they in the two or you think they in the eight? I would bet they're in the eight. That's why they're trying to sell you something. Mm. Barbers! My man will be going in. And I agree, man. I agree a, a, a lot of what you're saying. And, you know, I, I would add that one of the points I always love to make to people is if we're in a room of 100 people, bro, right? How many of those people, like you, you said something about this the other day I seen, like how many of those people in that room are going to be willing to pay $100 a cut consistently? Deadly, right. Right. And then you're gonna well, have I'm gonna that. Go, I'm gonna go in on that real quick, yep, real quick, yep. not to cut you off. Go ahead. Go. Let's in. think. Let's let, let's think about this hundred dollars a cut, right? Not every business model fits every culture. I want you to pay attention and write this down, please, for those of you listening. The person who may be able to pay a hundred bucks a cut may get their hair cut once a month. The person who needs to get a haircut because they're rocking a shorter style, who wants to get cleaned up every week. They may need to pay 30 or 40. I know people that pay $100 to get a haircut. Some of them pay me. Some of them get a haircut once every three weeks. Hey, we'll book me. Every three weeks, I'm coming back. Because that's their hair. They rock a longer hairstyle, right? It's easier for them to just buzz it on the sides, do a little something up top, throw some gel in it, slick it back, and they're fine. That's fine. They don't mind paying that. They get their haircut once a month. So they're spending $1,100, $1,200 a year. You telling me the person paying hundred dollars coming every single week? The chances of that are slim. Yes, there is going to be somebody who does it, but you see these guys, man, they get online, they cut the same one person. Oh, he gave me a hundred. He gave me hundred and fifty. That's not the norm, no. And then when that person moves, or if they're an athlete and they get traded, you know how hard it is to replace that kind of client. Well, you could just use social media. Okay, cool. Instagram changed the algorithm. Now what? Mm. TikTok go through legal trouble and have to scale back on certain things. Now what? Mm. You're putting yourself at risk at somebody else's demand. That's never smart. Mm. You want to put all your eggs in one basket? Mm. And then and then I don't mind that, but I damn sure don't want it to be the smallest basket. Yeah, I agree, bro. And it's funny because I was just talking about this uh, earlier. I went live on my IG um, mm -hmm. earlier, and I was talking about how there are some barbers in the industry right now that were fortunate and unfortunate to get into the industry after 2020, right? They came mm -hmm. in uh, when everything was inflated, right? Yeah. So, you know, shops were closed, barbers weren't cutting, shops were being all weird. Everything was just mm -hmm. different, right? So mm -hmm. we were we were at a, a spot where barbers were valued simply because people hadn't had haircuts in a while. It was harder to get haircuts. So the, the demand for a, a barber was so much higher, right? So mm -hmm. these guys got to get in the industry when people were paying higher price points, dealing with more than they normally would just because mm -hmm. of the situation, right? Mm -hmm. So 
they're you know one two three years in now they they're used to getting paid these prices right, right. so they have this small clientele they're getting paid these prices that are a little higher than they probably should be right yeah mm-hmm. and what i was saying is being only a couple years in they haven't even experienced the client that moves because they yeah. get a new job or or the client that loses their job so now they can't come get haircuts or the mm-hmm. client that gets in a relationship so now they're getting haircuts less frequently or the client that mm-hmm. goes away to, to to school or like you said the client that gets traded right mm-hmm. and i brought this point up because there are there's so many uh, newer barbers that will take shots at the OGs because mm-hmm. they've been behind a chair 12, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and my argument pushed back against that is they, they've been behind the chair 10, 12, 15 years. They've made it that long. Whereas yeah. a lot of these newer barbers that are are, are happy now and are getting mm-hmm. these higher prices now a couple years mm-hmm. in, as mm-hmm. everything starts to balance it out, mm-hmm. are you going to make it to that five-year point? Are you going to make right. it to that seven-year point? Right. Are you going to be able to sustain what you have going on right now? Because this new thing that so many barbers are trying to create because of this inflated stuff yeah. is not a proven strategy, right? Where there are proven strategies, strategies that are in play that have kept barbers behind a chair with clientele for 10, 15, 20 years. What are your thoughts on some of that? Well, if an OG barber, right, has been cutting hair 50, 20 years, it's not that he's been cutting hair for 15, 20 years. He doesn't know how to make it out. He lacks financial intelligence, not yeah. barbering. You know what I'm saying? He's not like people get online and they start talking like being a barber for 15, 20 years is a bad thing. You do realize most people work 30 years, <laughs> right? Yeah. Most people work 30 years. Most people do. It's just it like unless you invest your money into passive streams, that's ultimately going to be your reality. Doesn't mean you can't make a, a solid living or even an above average living. You know, only 10% of people in the world make above 150,000. Mm. Say that again. Only 10% of people in the world make above $150,000. And then the next 10%, hold on, lean. Then the next 10% make over 100,000. So eight out of 10 people make less than 100. Now, you can easily get to 100 off of $40, $50 cuts. It's a great time to be a barber. And if a barber tells me you can't live off of eight and $12,000 a month, that's the sweet spot. You probably can get to 15 if you really, really got demand. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying to act like you can do that off of just getting a couple people a week and working once or twice a week and all that. I, it's not realistic. It's yeah. better to have a lot more people that are easy to get and pay $50 and get faster yourself to become more efficient to make that money. It's this it, it at the end of the day the results can be the same dollar right. amount. Right. The method of getting there at 50 versus 100 is so much better. Like a visually as you're saying that I'm picturing us in a room, right? There there's barbers let's say there's a set of like 10 barbers in the room. Right. And there's 100 people in the room. Mm-hmm. Right. And because of this new phenomenon of barbers charging these higher prices, mm-hmm. let's say eight out of those 10 barbers are on the newer wave where $85, $100 to cut, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In that room of 100 people, we're going to have a bunch of these barbers <laughs> fighting over the two or three people that are going to be willing to pay that. And then yeah. you're going to have the other two barbers 
that lean more towards the expensive side of the of the the the, the average we'd say right like the mm -hmm. the premium version of the more normal price point you're gonna have these two barbers that are gonna just be scooping in all of these clients while these other barbers are fighting over the couple that are in the room and it's just crazy because we have so many barbers thinking that that we can just have a whole bunch of barbers charging 100 150 dollars a cut like everybody's just gonna do that and it's gonna raise the price and everybody's gonna have to pay it no yeah no, it's gonna, not. people are gonna be flocking to all these other places because 98 percent of people just want a regular haircut <laughs> that more often than not they can do themselves you think joe that gets the two all the way around the Joe that gets it two all the way around is gonna right. continue to pay eighty, a hundred dollars a haircut. Come on, bro. You know, and it's I mean, just a it, it just it, it it's crazy, man. I see people like, oh yeah, I'm gonna give you a steam towel bald head shave for a hundred dollars. I'm like, bro, stop it. Yeah. Joker can do that in the shower. You spraying him with some sea breeze and a foam misted bottle without a label on it? Like, cut it out, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, we water down the game when we get gimmicky. Yeah. Right? We get we get super gimmicky trying to know your worth. And I hate that. When people give you a game plan, give me an actionable step. You can't just tell me know your worth. Yeah. Come on, man. Any business, I don't care what business it is, demand determines worth. Not your label because you... You focuses on self right now, so you feel like you worth a hundred because you just tapped into your intellectual self, and you just know that's what you worth. That's not a good no, no. Yeah. People do what the market tells them to do, right? And if you want to go after the top three percent and only do that, that's cool. But we can't act like that's the norm for everybody. That's manipulation. Yeah. Right. People get one client, pay them 150 bucks, go on Instagram, like, ooh, look at this. 150 barbers, you better get your weight up. Bro, that's an anomaly, man. Let that be the icing on the cake, not the cake itself. Mm. <laughs> I, I love it, bro, because it's just funny, man. Because you, you know, me, guys, me and Will, we talk all the time, right? So we're sure. always talking and shooting ideas and just we we do this, this is my man's right here, right? And it's just funny because one of the things I, 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 I laugh at is I'm always open to dialogue. I'm open to conversation. I'm open to mm -hmm. arguments, whatever term you want to use to describe it, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm in total agreement that there are multiple ways to skin a cat. Is that the saying, right? There's multiple, yeah, multiple ways. ways. I'm yeah. open to that, right? right. But where, what I find interesting and, and, and hilarious is when people will push back in my comment section or mm -hmm. the DM me talking wild, replying to all this stuff, pushing back, right? And I think they're so consumed with this, like, this cloud of just fantasy that exists that they forget that their booking link is in their bio. Oh, and boy. They, they forget, right? Whew. So then it's like, all right, we can deal with the pushback. You can argue with me, tell me I'm wrong, tell me I'm bugging, all of that, right? But if you're going to do that, when I go and click on your booking link, I should not be seeing nothing but openings, bro. Right. And it's the one of the most, it's the weirdest thing to me that people will try to argue with me. I don't even argue with most of them, but they'll try to argue with me as they have nothing but openings in their book. When all I'm trying yeah. to do is say, hey, there's other ways you can do this. Maybe you thought this way was going to work. And right. maybe it's not working the way you thought. And maybe mm -hmm. you want to continue going on that path because maybe it will ultimately work. But I'm just saying there are other ways to do it 
that are more proven and, and realistic and probable ways of going about things. And I know you're you're yeah. waiting. You're like, yo, bro, I'm about to fire away. So so right because that, it's like I I I I, 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 I was talking to somebody when we were at the CT Expo. And he was asking me about that. And I said, listen, I have nothing against it, right? I'm a person. I charge $100 a haircut, right? So I'm going to give you some real game. I'm going to give you some real knowledgeable, actionable steps. Guys, right? let me just say that one more time. He charges $100 a haircut. Yes. Let, let, let's be clear. He charges that. So I just want to make sure you all know that. You, let me give you how the game works, right? So I started at 25 when I started my barber career almost 15 years ago. And I'll be and I went up to thirty dollars and thirty five and forty and then fifty and sixty five, and then the and I was still booked out all of those days. I was booked out every single day, ninety percent of the time. The only time you see an open spot is if somebody canceled, right? There's thousands of people across Atlanta that can vouch for that, right? And then I was like, all right, I'm going to build a school. I was doing about 30, 40 heads a week, 35, 40 heads a week, sixty five dollars a cut. I mean, you do the math. It was almost it was about ten, eleven thousand dollars a month. But I was doing three days. I was doing three days of twelve, thirteen hits a day. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I was off four days a week. Right. This was just a year ago. Right. And then I said, all right, I want to go build a school. Right. So I went and did that. Right. If you check on my page, you see that. Right. I'm there five days a week. And I said, all right, I need to I need to do something drastic to kind of wean people off of me onto my team. Right. Because if I go up to $70 or $75, nobody's going to move. Everybody's going to be like, yo, whatever, I'll pay that, whatever. Right. So I went to $100 because I knew I was only going to do 10 people on a Saturday. So I had to go down from 40 heads every week, a book of over 400 clients to 10 people on a Saturday to give myself a small salary to pay my mortgage and utilities why I went and built a new business. It was all done strategically. Anything can be accomplished strategically. And I do about 10 people on a Saturday. That's about it. Sometimes it's eight, sometimes it's nine. But that's not my main source of income anymore. I don't even really post haircuts. I'm teaching people how to cut now, right? My focus isn't building a clientele anymore. People will still pay that. I got some people willing to pay it. And guess what? You will too. But let me also be honest. If I had to go back right now, to cutting hair four days a week, I'd go back to $65, $75 a cut. Mm. I believe in my own mind, somebody who's made hundreds of thousands of dollars, three barbershops, four real estate properties in one year, a quarter million dollars on a school. I don't say those numbers to be like, look at me, look at me. Across 15 years, I'm 37 years old. I've been on all parts of this thing, right? But I also know the demand is what matters. And there isn't 40 to 50 people a week that are going to pay me $100 to cut their hair. Because here's what I know about highly successful people with money. They're not crazy or outrageous with money. They're smart. That's why they got money. They're going to start to do a process of elimination and rebalance their budget. And we're like, yo, man, this is a little extreme. These boys got money. They're going to say it's a little extreme, especially if they come every single week, right? But they'll pay me $75 without a blink of an eye. The relationship is strong. These people have been with me 10 years. They were the same people paying me $25, paying me $100 right now. So saying, oh, you don't need that. You, you need new clientele and all that stuff. New leads always helps. 
the lifeblood of any business. There's no denying that. But if you do it appropriately, you can keep those same people and grow with them as they grow. A lot of my clients make multiple hundred thousand dollars a year. They could pay a hundred dollars for a haircut. But on a regular, they're like, yo, I don't, why would I want to do that? Is it not, is it because I'm not good? No, it's just not smart uses of their resources. I'm on time. I'm open six o'clock in the morning. They come get a cut whenever. Right? Outside of their business window. But if I had to go back to 40, 50 heads a week, I'm going back to $75. I think 40 to 60 is a sweet spot. If you did $60 a haircut, 50 heads a week, that's $13,000 a month. Barbers. I really hope you guys are enjoying this conversation. I know I did. I feel like, bro, this conversation was just full of gems. So make sure if you haven't done so already, take a screenshot, share it to your story, tag me and Will in it. So that way we can show you some love and also make sure you share it with a friend that you feel like, what, get some value out of this conversation as well. And at some point, make sure you check out It's Marvy Marv. Dot com so that way you can check out my social media marketing course for those of you that want to level up your content and your social media and your marketing skills check out some of the free digital products i got available for download and make sure you check out the barber's merch i got hats i got hoodies i got t-shirts man check out everything it's marvymarv.com i even got a booked up barber masterclass which is the five-part webinar series check that out and also make sure you follow will stam on instagram at will stam w-i-l-l-s-t-a-m-m make sure you follow him and you uh check out all of his content show him some love on his page and also make sure you click the link in his bio and check out all the resources he's got as well all right so with all that being said let's get back into the conversation so let me ask you if you were starting out right now, right? Let's yeah. say let's say you're a barber, you're mm-hmm. you're starting out. Let's remove yep. everything you've done, right? Gotcha. You're starting out, you're decent at cutting hair. Mm-hmm. Um you're, you're you're let's say you're taking on average 45 minutes a cut, right? Mm-hmm. Right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're a couple years in and you're working in a shop where the shop price is let's say 30 bucks a cut. We'll we'll mm-hmm. say that for argument's sake. Mm-hmm. How would you build in a strategic way now, knowing what you know now? What do you think would be a, a great way for somebody in that position to do. Okay. So here's what I would do. I would start day one. Anybody who walked in that barbershop and came looking for me is, or came in that barbershop and I was the barber that was next up since I'm brand new. I don't have much clientele. It's $30 a cut. I would tell them when they leave, if you would like an appointment with me, I charge $40 for a haircut appointment. I'm open as early as six o'clock in the morning. I'm 45 minute slots. I would work 6 a.m. to two, just like I do right now. Or what I did for a majority of my career, 6 a.m. to 2 is an eight-hour shift. You can do 10 people or 12 people in that eight-hour shift at 45 minutes. 12 people at $40 a cut is $480. A couple people tip you $5, you made $500 a day. If I work five days a week, that's 60 hits. 60 times 40 is $2,400 plus tips is $2,500, which is ten grand a month on average. That would be my first goal. Once I hit that, I'd raise my price $5 annually every year. And in less than five years, I'm around $12,000, $14,000 a month. Times that by 12, it's $175,000. You're in the top 10% of money earners in the world. Because mm. less than 10% make over $150,000. And you only charge 60 bucks a cut. <laughs> Barbers! 
Listen, guys, I, I this man is giving y'all game. Let me know in the chat. What do you guys are thinking about what some of Will is saying, some of what I'm saying? Let me know in the chat so I can pin some of your comments um, on the screen. And uh, I love that. And that's that. exactly what I do for new barbers who are in my academy right now. I teach them this formula. If any of them are on here, they've seen it on the whiteboard. It works. Especially in a city, a city like Atlanta. $40 is a good starting point. Head and face, plus we shampoo everybody. That's line one. $30, if you're not shampooing people, I get it. A shampoo and conditioner, and you can actually articulate. You went to barber school. You know how to talk. You know the terminologies. You know that you need multiple shampoos, not just one little one that smells good and get up and let me line you up with your scalp all dry, looking crazy. And you actually know how to treat your client and you can educate them on how to groom themselves in between haircuts. You're worth $40 because you're called a professional. Mm. But you didn't go to barber school. You went to, you know, big homie and you did them 3000 hours and then you called somebody like me and begged you to train you how to pass a test. You know, so so what, what what I would uh, ask you some of your thoughts on, I'll, I'll share some of mine, then ask you some of your thoughts on, mm -hmm. is because we, we live in a time where one of the things that people love to just say is work smarter, not harder, right? Right. And and some of my beef with that is a lot of times it comes from the OGs, right? OGs right. love to say, I'm doing 10 cuts at 100 bucks an hour. I tried doing all of that stuff and it, it led to this and that and third. So now I only do 10 cuts at $100 a cut and make it $1,000 a day. And while I love that they share that insight, the part that they always leave out is that they worked up to that <laughs> like yeah. they build it they yeah. didn't just graduate barber school and, and or or two three years into their career they were doing that right. they worked up to that right? right so i just lost my train of thought because i started getting mm -hmm. worked up and i went somewhere right. else so speak on whatever you got to speak on so i can get my thought to come back you. so you, you were saying you were saying the barbers are like yo like Work harder, not smarter, or work smarter, not harder. Hundred dollars a cut. I'm only doing ten haircuts a day, Thank but they forget to tell the people how they got to that. Got That's you. what I just really tried to explain, like how I got to that. It's a slow process, but there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. when you do that, see what happens when people spend big money with you. There's one thing they have to do. They have to trust you. You build a resume. When Apple's first iPhone came out, it was 200 bucks. They built a resume. Now they get $1,400 out of you. But Apple's wrong. Did they come out of the gate? $1,400. Let's go. People build up to that. They build trust with you. Then you buy without thinking. Because you're like, oh, I already know what that is. Let me get that. Right? So... You can build with your clientele why you're attracting the people that you want. Like, and then I tell people, like, this was another thing. I explained this to one of my barbers the other day. I was like, yo, you get to a point where you make eight to ten, eight to twelve thousand dollars as a barber. Live off of like six. Mm. If you got a spouse and they make six, seven, that's thirteen. It's mm. Over 150. But combined, y'all can't pay one mortgage off of that. Like, mm. let's be real here. Then invest, save four or five thousand dollars a month between the two of you. Do that for twelve months. Fifty grand will open you up a shop. Create you some leverage. Service to many leads to greatness. Not squeeze as many to get the greatness. That's what you got to do. Now you got basically an apartment building. Everybody loves real estate, right? Ninety percent of the wealth is created through real estate in America, right? That's what the stats say. 
Everybody, Barbara's numbers guy. I'm working smarter, not harder. Ten times a hundred is a thousand. Like, come on, we were talking numbers. Let's talk then. Mm. Right? You 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 do that. Ninety percent of the wealth is created through real estate. If you own a barbershop, even if it's booth rent, you pay rent, some cam fees, which is common area maintenance for the shopping center that you're in, because you're in a retail space. Some utilities, and you use social media to market for free. If you need help with that, hit Marv. You charge people rent, and you keep what's left over. That's four or five thousand dollars a month in passive income. It's sixty grand a year passively without even having to be there. Mm. You take that five six thousand, you double down with the five six thousand you created in margin. Now you got over ten thousand dollars in margin. Do that for a year, you got one twenty, and ain't nobody pissed off yet. Ain't nobody mad like bro taxing. Ain't nobody said that yet. You see what I'm saying? Then you go do it again, do it again, do it again. Who I'm talking about is what I did. Mm. My first six years in business, I didn't spend any money that I made off a of booth rent. I went from one shop, two shop, three shops. Then built a school. You know why? Because I'm going to train a body of personnel. See, the only reason why people don't want to own shops, let me let me keep it, let me keep it, G Marvin. You probably can validate this. People don't want to to own barbershops, not because the business model sucks. It's because the workforce that they have to choose from, from what the school is putting out, that sucks. So when you find something that sucks, you change it. Every major business in the world has a farm system, a recruiter. Big companies pay recruiters to find the best talent. So if you can't go to the barber school and find the best talent, guess what you got to do? You got to train it. I opened up a barber school because it's low-hanging fruit. It's 20 barber schools in the state of Georgia. And I don't even know if all of them is active. So now if you want to learn how to cut hair, guess where you got to go? I'm six months in. I got over 200 applications. If we're talking numbers, we ain't talking about haircut numbers. We're talking about real numbers. That's how you find a lane. Numbers. These are facts. This is state website. SOS.GA.gov. Go. The numbers will tell you that. That's how you get demand and numbers where people ain't got no option but to come to you. It's barbershops on every corner. You gonna alienate yourself? Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know. <laughs> well, what would you say to the barber that is because is, sweets are a big thing now in our industry, right? Oh, so barber okay. sweets. So, you know, when you say that barbers don't want to own barbershops for mm -hmm. the reasons that you specified, what about for the barber that is opting the sweet route? What are your thoughts on the sweet? I just think I, I don't think it's a long term play. I think people go to sweets to ultimately quit. Mm. I think mm. it's an admission of quitting. When what do you, you mean? When you learn to quit, it becomes a habit. You don't like what you're doing, so you go get a suite, and you kind of hide from everybody. You say, I'm falling back. I like being by myself. Of course you do, because if you know you're about to quit on yourself, the only person you're looking at is you. Mm. That walk of shame is real. I never thought looked at it that way, bro. <laughs> That's good. That walk of shame is real now. You got to pack up your stuff and say, man, I'm going to drive trucks. Ooh. That hurts. That hurts. Because otherwise, why would you do that? You want to put your logo on the wall in your favorite Michael Jordan picture? That's cool. You might as well stay at your house and did that. Mm -hmm. It's told everybody come to the crib. Fix your booth rent into your, into your mortgage. People go to suites, they signing contracts. You know, if you get evicted from a suite, 
Like, imagine this, right? A barber go to a suite, right? And then, God forbid, something happens. Injury. Can't cut. You're locked into a contract. The barber shot, you could have just figured out something else to do. You're in a contract in a suite. Now you got 10 months still on your head. Them people want that money. They legally got you. But you wanted to be legit. And then one is too small of a number to achieve greatness. There's two types of business owners. One owns the business. That means he gets paid when, when he's not there. The other is owned by the business. The business owns you. It only makes money when you're operating it. So now you're in a suite. You can't walk away. I would be scared to death, right, to make $15,000 in a suite. You know why? Because my entire income is dependent upon me. I'd be scared to death. I make more money without even going to the barbershop than I do when I'm in it. If we talk about business, it'll get to a point within the next year where the school makes more money when I'm not there than when I'm there. I love it. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, if we talking business. Yeah. Uh, the sweet stuff I'm is not funny saying to me. it's wrong, but it's like, yo, come on. Yeah, it, it's funny to here? me because I'm going to be putting a post up this week, right? I already got it in the stash. I was telling you earlier, but it's just it's funny because we're we're at a time where it's the be your own boss mentality, right? Mm -hmm. We're being mm -hmm. sold this be your own boss. Don't work for somebody else thing, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And 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 people are eating it up, right? So right. when the building owner with all of the sweet spaces, you know, is is, is encouraging it, and, and and society in itself is encouraging being your own boss. Now you got barbers fresh out of barber school, barbers with no clientele, saying, "All right, I'm gonna be my own boss," right? And they go and do all that stuff you said with the mm -hmm. sweet, and mm -hmm. they get excited, right? Because now mm -hmm. they get to call it what they want. They yep. set up their LLC. They have sure. their sign. They decorate mm -hmm. it how they want. Mm -hmm. And then the, the 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 icing on the cake is they get to do a really nice Instagram post about yeah. grand opening, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and it feels good as hell, bro, because now barbers come on there. It's a dopamine hit for fire sure. Fire emojis. Yeah. A bunch of likes, bunch of shares to the story. Congrats, 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 right? Mm -hmm. But then what happens is that eventually starts fading away. Yeah. But you're it's like buying, it's like buying a new car. Bills. It's like buying a new car, right? You that stuck all smell. of those bills. Mm -hmm. And now you're in this suite where people ain't just walking into. You don't have clientele as it is. So now you're like, all right, how am I going to do this? Right. They don't really right. have any marketing skills. They don't really have any social media skills. They're scared to talk to people in public. So now yep. they're in a position where they're just sitting around. The bills still got to get paid. And now they're locked into that lease, like you said. And now mm -hmm. it gets really, really weird. Right. Right. And I say all that because I personally think what we're going to see, mm -hmm. what I think is going on right now that people ain't voicing out loud. But maybe mm -hmm. they're going to start once Marvy Marv starts acting up on Instagram. For sure. Keep going. We're going to see a lot up. of <laughs> we're going to see a lot of sweet regret where oh. people went that route and have their horror stories to, to, to share. The ones that 
are going to be able to share the successful stories are going to be the ones that worked in the shop for all of them years, owned barbershops and all of that, that had built up them skills and stuff. So they're going to have their input, tell me why I'm tripping and all of that. Mm -hmm. But the newer barbers, the, the ones that bought into all of this hype of be your own boss, don't work for nobody else, man, a lot of them, they're going to be in a spot where it's like, damn, what was I thinking? And I just hope yeah. they have the courage to 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 admit like, man, this wasn't the best move. And they yeah. can take a step back and reroute, right? Yeah. And reroute and try something different and maybe work towards getting to where it is they were trying to go in the first place. And then yeah. if coming back to the suite is their move, cool. But hopefully it will open their eyes to seeing like, damn, like this, this wasn't necessarily the best thing for me. I just bought in some some BS. Yeah, I think I think that's going to be most people's reality or they're just going to get older and just fade out mm -hmm. start doing something else. Because, I mean, when you basically say I'm going the sweet route, you basically said I want to own a job for the rest of my life. Mm. What do you mean by that? Elaborate. You OK, so you have self-employed and you have entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs build businesses that take a lot of work on the front end, but they get to enjoy the fruits of their labor on the back end. Self-employed is nothing more than you own the job. If you're employed, somebody else gave you a job. If you're self-employed, you own the job. But that's what people are being sold as ownership. It's not. You'd be better off working and paying booth rent somewhere or, or commission somewhere and buying Apple stock. That's ownership. That ownership is better than sweet ownership. Mm. Self-employed ownership. Because Apple going to pay you. They're going to pay you dividends. They stop going to grow. You're going to make money while you sleep. Unless you're sleeping in the suite, you ain't making no money while you sleep. Mm. Unless you're sleeping in there, cutting somebody's hair while you sleep. Mm. I don't know. I don't, like, we've just been bamboozled, man. We've been bamboozled. Mm. And, people, and like people, you were saying like, earlier, like the real estate game, like a, yeah. a smarter move <laughs> from a business standpoint, whether it's right or wrong, that could be debated. But a smarter move is to to work to build, to get that 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 stack of cash that you can invest in to get in that building where you create the suites for yeah. the people to rent. That's, rather a, glorified, than that's a glorified barbershop. Mm. That's a glorified barbershop. It's a barbershop with some walls. There's mm. 10 other people in there. I mean, am I lying? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a glorified barbershop. The only difference is the barbershop is usually in a retail space. So they got walk by traffic. When yeah. I pick my locations, I pick restaurants close by. Why? Because people go to lunch every day. People walking by. Oh, let me see if I grab a quick cut. Not an hour and a half cut, but a quick cut. If I started a new barbershop, it would be called quick cuts. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> bro you'd be straight booming to straight to the point quick cuts holla at me boom done that's the post bro he, here's what here's what you guys gotta understand all right and alex hermosi made this point and it was, it was great and i'm gonna butcher it but i'm gonna say it my own right. way but the point will remain the same right it's mm -hmm. the, the idea that people pay for speed right so if we're gonna use fitness as the example and i were to say to you guys you can join my program mm -hmm. it's gonna cost you a hundred dollars and I guarantee that you will lose 30 pounds in a year, right? $100, you're going to lose 30 pounds in a year. Mm -hmm. Or you could join my other program, right, where it's going to cost you $200, 
But in this program, I guarantee you're going to lose that same 30 pounds in six months, right? Mm-hmm. Which option are you going to go for? You're going to pay the double mm-hmm. to lose the weight quicker, right? Right. So what does that have to do with you and barbering? Guys, you got to understand, bro, for whatever reason, we, we tied this longer cut to higher pricing thing. I don't know where that came from, okay. right? And right. I will admit that I bought into it a little bit earlier on in my career as well. I bought into that too, for whatever reason, right? But now evolving and growing and educating myself, I realized how misinformed I was. And I remember one specific example in my barbershop where it blew my mind, where I had to like rush through one of my clients and cut them a little quicker than I normally did because I double booked, like I got backed Mm -hmm. up type of thing. And I remember when I finished up his cut, he looked back at me, he threw me extra money. He paid me more than he normally did. He was paying me 40 at the time. He paid me 60. And I remember him saying to me, I appreciate you getting me out a little quicker today. And that's when like the light bulb went off like, yo, like people will pay to get in and out quicker. Now you do got to maintain that quality cut, that quality service and all of that stuff. And mm-hmm. again, quality subjective, that's a whole yeah. other rant, right? But what you got to understand is it, it it applies to barbering as well. People will pay for speed, bro. You don't got to yes. drag out stuff forever in order to justify a higher price point. I've bro. done cuts where I've done it in 12, 15 minutes and I've made 60, 80, 100 bucks. Bro, what? It doesn't have to be an hour and a half. It does not. And I mean, just look everywhere you go, right? If you're young and you go to the club, $100, cut the line, right? Yeah. If you go to Disney World with your family, fast pass. Like, come on. On the highways in Atlanta, they got a thing called the Peach Tree Pass or the Peach Pass where you get to drive in the HOV lane for a fee, for speed. Like, every business do this. But in Barbers, yo, I'm going to spend 90 minutes. And then here's the thing. We value things as barbers that clients don't give a damn about mm, speak on because it because we're like yo speak on I'm it nicer than this dude he's not coming to get a haircut fam mm. the fire emojis don't print no cheese mm. you know what I mean? a comment saying get the bag isn't actually a bag for real it's not it's really not but if you get fast and see reason why i love speed is speed is something we control. That's why you should invest in your own education. You know why? So you can become more efficient. If you, the, success has always been an inside job. You do the inner work. You get faster. You get quicker. You get a more efficient system. That's what translates to big money. Why do you think these booking apps, they save people time. That's why they get paid. That's why there's a thousand of them. Because they save you time and headache. Mm. Right? Tom, it's more your organization. Yeah. Organization keeping you from double booking saves you what? Tom makes them what? Money. One plus one equal two. I mean, how many times you got to see it? Bro, and, and one thing I would add on to 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 it while I'm thinking of it, I remember the point I was trying to make earlier when it comes to the working uh, smarter, not harder, because that's what a lot of people will say. People will say, well, when you're doing these these half hour cuts or whatever, 20 minute, 15 minute, you're working harder. I prefer to work smarter, do one cut, make the same amount of money. Right. And and for me, I some of my pushback against that is this. If we take two barbers. Right. 
And one barber is doing an hour and a half service. And for that hour and a half service, they're doing a low drop skin fade on a dark hair, hard to fade client. They need to apply enhancements, beard work, enhancements in the beard, sculpt it, line it up, straight razor, style and texturize the top and all that, a shampoo wash, a hot towel and a steamer. And they're doing that all of that in an hour and a half. For let's say 80 bucks, right? They make 80 bucks. They're charging 70. They get paid 80, let's say, right? In okay, that hour right. and a half. Cool. Right? And they're working smart versus another barber who in that same hour and a half does a two on the top, scissor, two on the sides, scissors on top, no beard work, a two on the top, skin fade, and maybe a, a, a gentleman's cut and, and makes, let's say, 40 bucks a cut off of each one of those. Right. In that same hour and a half, they're making 120 bucks. They're making 120. The other person mm-hmm. makes 80. We can even say 90, right? right so they make right. more money, one. But then if we're talking about working smarter versus working harder, I would argue that that's actually working smarter to a degree, even though it's more haircuts. They're simpler cuts. It's a simpler right. process. You can do it with your eyes closed. You don't even got to think. They're less picky people. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm and saying? More, it's, it's very, it's, it's so much smarter. And here's yeah. why. I'm gonna say a word that you that, that you didn't say, because the forty dollar cut is duplicatable. Mm-hmm. It's duplicatable. That means you can train an entire team to do that and get paid to do it. It's duplicatable. Eighty dollars. If he all of a sudden loses his job, replacing him, that's a lot of hard work. So are you really working smarter? Because now you got to go find another eighty dollar client. Oh, that's right. You can just put a post on Instagram and they're going to click that link. Yeah. If it was only that easy. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy because, and I think honestly, <sighs> you, you know, like I do, sometimes I fall into the trap too that I think a lot of OG barbers fall into is like, you know, we do got to remember there was a time where maybe we looked at it the same way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm so big on uh, preaching some of this stuff to you guys because I've fallen into some of these traps too. I remember when I raised my prices years ago, uh, before all this Instagram stuff years ago. And the way I justified raising my prices in my mind was I started adding those extra services and doing all this extra stuff in order to justify my price increase. But when we looked at what I was making overall in the end, I wasn't making any more money. In fact, a lot of times I was making less because now it's taking more time to do the service. Right. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, I just start to learn that in, in so many instances, most people just want a haircut, bro. That's what yeah. they come to the barbershop for uh, a haircut. And where yeah. us barbers, uh, uh, we think that in every situation, we're really separating ourselves by including all of this extra stuff for this higher price. Unfortunately, as good as it sounds and it does work for some people, there are right. a lot of people that they don't care about that, bro. And, 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 and I can be and I can speak from experience too. where once I eliminated some of that stuff from my my uh, arsenal. Right. The right. same clients that were coming to me, they still come to me to this day and I ain't yeah. doing all of that extra stuff no more. And in fact, they're actually paying me more. I'm getting them out quicker. They're paying me more for their haircut and not all that additional stuff. So yeah. I think we do that just because in our mind as barbers, at least I did. I yeah. thought I had to. In order to justify yep. higher prices, and 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 you're exactly right in this sense. You justified it to you. Yeah, the client never cared. Mm-hmm. And this is where a lot of times barbers make a mistake. We're trying to look at it from our view. Well, what do I need to do 
so I can make more money. Oh, I'm going to put a hot towel on somebody and charge them five extra dollars. The market may not care about that. Mm. They may not value it like you do. Right. We go get all these certifications and all these different things that nobody even cares about. But then they're like, no, I'm telling you, if you take this service, it's going to level up your career. Not if your target market doesn't care about it. If you go learn a new service, you better target the people who value that. So now you need to learn how to market. You got a skill set, but don't know how to go get those clients. So now what? You right back to the same thing you've been doing. You just a thousand dollars for that class. Less in your pocket. Mm. Because somebody manipulated you and told you it was going to work. Mm. They took one or two of their homeboys like, yo, be my model right quick. I need to create this online course. And they sold it to you. They made money. Great job. You didn't apply what you learned. Who really won? Mm. Right? I don't think they got over on you. Because if you applied it and you did the work, you probably could get it. But if you would have did the work anyway, you wouldn't have needed the class. You see what I'm saying? We're looking for a quick fix all the time. That's why we give up money for this stuff. Because we're looking for a quick fix. There is no quick fix. You got to do the work. That is the, do the work. That is the quick fix, right? That is Doing the quick the fix. Yeah. Like, I'd rather get rich slow than get rich never. Mm. You got to stop it. with these quotes, bro. You got to <laughs> stop with them, bro. My homie Donnie, I know he's I know he's tapped in on uh Instagram. He's always telling me he's like, "Marv, you you be coming with the analogies and the stories." But my man yeah. Will comes with the bars, bro. Let me know in the chat. Is Will <laughs> dropping heat or what? Let me know in the chat so I can put some of your comments on the screen, man. Yeah, I mean, it's just I I I have a hard time understanding barbers. I'm like, "What's the rush, man? Like you literally cut hair, bro." You're not bricklaying. You're not installing roofs. You ain't doing heavy construction work. Like, what are we doing? Get you an $85 fatigue mat, man, and stand up for six to eight hours. Who cares? I guess we're not doing, like, I feel very blessed and fortunate to be able to cut hair. Seriously. Now yeah. I get to teach people how to do it. Like, I don't look at, oh, I got to get up and go to work. No, I get to get up and go teach people. How mm. cool is that? You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, for barbers, why can't we just enjoy the process? Like, if you were trying to say, yo, I'm trying to make as much money as I can so I can get out and go do what? Get out and go do what? I want to go, I want to get into real estate. Okay, cool. That's called investing. Unless you want to go be a realtor, that's harder than barbering. You sure? Trying to go recruit clients as a realtor is much harder than barbering. Trust me. It's much harder. You know, 90% of realtors don't make no money. They simply got the realtor license for the tax write-offs so they can negotiate their own deals of investing. That's what the stats say. I mean, it is what it is. Average realtor sells one house a month. Bro, when you look at it, like not to cut you off, but right. it's it's the 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 barrier of entry. The easier it is to enter that world, it, it, you know what I'm saying? The the right. less likely you are going to be to be super successful, right? right? In other words, what I'm saying is like to to do the real estate stuff is a relatively 
cheap thing to do. It's a relatively <laughs> simple process. Three hundred dollars, eight weeks yeah. of classes, take a test. Yeah, which ultimately could pay you off crazy, just like barbering, right. right? Me and Will were talking about this the other day, where you know you can spend a, a couple hundred dollars on some clippers and they make you thousands, right? It's but real. but the, the problem is, is the mindset that we're looking at it with. We look at it like, oh, I'm just gonna get my real estate license now. I'm gonna be banking in thousands a month, or oh, I'm just gonna get the new babyless clippers and I'm gonna post on my uh, Instagram that I'm going up to eighty five dollars a cut starting on the first, and now the clients are just gonna fly in, and it's like no. Is uh, oh. it's about doing the I, work. That was one of the posts I always hated. Your haircut can't be thirty dollars because I pay one hundred and fifty dollars for my clippers, bro. Them clippers will last longer than you. Mm. Especially now, the way they're being built what? now. <laughs> yo, them clippers worth two hundred dollars, man. I mean, come on, yo. Yeah. I, like, it's crazy. I love barbers. I love us, and I <laughs> fall victim. I fell victim to a lot of this thinking and, and some of these things that I, I push back against now. And I'm so passionate about what I say because I fell into some of these traps, you know, and there mm -hmm. are so many times as barbers where we really do just think we're more important than we really are. Yeah. <laughs> like we think, we think we're irreplaceable. We think we we matter more than we do. And, right. and we, we act like people really can't just go get a haircut somewhere else. We act right. like these people need us, bro. Yeah. You know, and like, like, like we act like our fades have never been done before, before or right. our hot towel service has never been, never done, been before. done before. You know, right. our shampoo is, ne and, and, and we, we look at ourselves like we're just, we're just so much more important right. than we really are. And that's not to say guys that you're not special, right? We're right. all special in our own way, whatever cliche right. saying we want to say. Right. But right. truthfully guys, and, and I know it, it might not feel good to say this, but we cut hair, bro. Right. We, and, and it's a blessing and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But like when I think about me going to the shop and yeah. cutting hair in right. the AC for right. a few hours and then leaving with five hundred dollars in Where's, my pocket. Bro, it's an amazing what a time to be alive and yeah. be a barber. Like, come on, man. There's never been a better time to be a barber than right now. Ever. Like, you know what's crazy? The hundred dollar barber stuff is great, right? But you know the blessing out of all of it? Is people are happy to pay 40. Yeah, bro. So it's like, I'm glad Jokers took the roof off, took it to the extreme, blow the top off. I love it. Cause now people are like, 40? Man, that's love, bro. They're happy. It was once upon a time, it was like $40. They was going crazy. Yeah. Now they're like, bro, that's what I'm talking about, bro. Like they're they're happy to do that. There's, I mean, come on, man. What a time to be alive to, to be able to charge 40, 50, 60 dollars and a person won't complain. Yeah. What would you say to this? Right. Because I had a, a I made a, a post like a, a post just like being extreme because it's content. Right. So you got to be polarizing. Right. But, you know, you have a barbershop and let's yeah. say you're charging whatever your cuts start at forty dollars a cut. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How, how, how do you handle this particular scenario? I'll tell you okay. how I handle it. But I'm curious to see, see yeah. how you handle it. You charge forty dollars a cut, but you have this 80 year old man coming in barely moving comes in mm -hmm. and tries to walk in to get a haircut and you mm -hmm. see they 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 got, they got that bald on the top couple sticking up and mm -hmm. it's a little woofy on the sides and mm -hmm. they're looking to get a haircut you charge mm -hmm. 40 in the shop right are you telling that 82 year old man with the couple hairs on the top and the stuff are you going to tell him 40 bucks and I, I want an honest answer me personally i'm cutting yeah. them for free <clears throat> here's why mm. it's my opportunity to give back 
That's it. Mm. I charge it to the guy. I'm not. Come on, man. Something like that take me 10, 15 minutes. I do that with kids, right? Like, I, mm. my, my clients, big money, right? They come get their kids first, second haircut. And, you know, it's still at that level where we're just cutting it down. I'm not really lining it up. They, they don't want to sit still. Bro, come on, man. They're like, Yo, how much I owe you, Stan? I'm like, get out of here. Because mm. I, I enjoy what I do. Like, that's not no sweat off my back. <laughs> yeah. And then here's the thing, right? The best thing about money is not needing it. When you do right with your money and you can invest and you can make some smart financial decisions for a decade, you're not pressed to get every dollar. Mm. Like people who are pressed to get every dollar don't have no money. Me and Marv could have packaged this up and sold it to you. Mm -hmm. We ain't pressed for no money. So we give you game for free. I mean, it just is what it is, man. You create margin in your life so you can be a blessing to people. I always tell people, right? People say, well, Will, man, how do you how do you stay full? Right? If your cup is full, how do you keep it full? Are you never going to drink from it? No, you're going to pour some out into somebody else's. That's how your cup gets filled up with more. Because if you keep pouring on your cup and it's already full, what's it going to do? It's going to overflow. It's going to fall on the ground. That's what people do. We become blessed and then we dump it out on the ground and waste what we have mm. instead of pouring it into somebody else's cup. Mm. I didn't go into teaching because I was like, oh, you know what I mean? I'm Look how nice I am. I got three shops. Who doing it like this? I don't care about that. I want to see other people win too. Ain't no fun if your homies can't have none. I know y'all y'all heard that. That's real though. You want to be the only person around you that, ain't, that got money? That's boring, man. It really is. It's boring. Like I was I, like the last two, three years, right? I worked three days a week. I was off for four days. Most boringest time of my life. Swear to God. Money, pocket full of money, buying real estate, buying properties, whatever. All I'm doing good. Properties renting crazy, shops full. And I'm bored. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I call my friends on Monday and Tuesday. These boys good. They, they, they make money. But they're working. And they can't call me back. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, let's go somewhere to do something. Dang, bro, I got this event coming up. I got this coming. I got that. I got, I, damn, I can't do it right now. Like, because we're busy, these bo and money's not an issue. It's just people, you want something to do. Like, there's this facade out there that's like, oh, man, I just want to be free. Oh, you want purpose. You want something to do. I want to just be sitting around doing nothing all day. That's how bad habits set in. Mm. That It's a real thing. Yeah, bro. I, it's a blessing to be busy. People are like, oh, my back, I'm working too hard. So it's a blessing to be busy, man. Mm. It's a blessing to be busy. We got to start looking at life with a different lens. An attitude of gratitude. You hear Gary V talk about it all the time. We always talk about what we don't got. I need to work smarter. No, you don't. You need to be grateful you have work to do. Mm. Let's try that mentality. Mm. I love it. And, and I just want to say, I, I know we kind of went, you kind of just started going in, but I do want to just uh, acknowledge that that thinking when it comes to that old man, the initial question I asked you, yeah. because it does make me sad that we do have a lot of barbers that that old man would walk in and they yeah. would tell them haircuts are $40, bro. Yeah, I've right? had people in my shop do that. And, and I look at them like, bro, what are you doing? I'm like, yo, if you can wait, I, I'll take you next. If I yeah. see it, man, come on, man. 
Listen, any old men out there in the world, if you see me in the barbershop, just walk in and, and walk up to me and say, hey, I'm the old guy and I'm going to cut your hair for free. Yeah, it, it's just bugging. And I get, it, I get it from a standpoint of the price is the price, right? But at a certain point, bro, it's like, what are we doing this for, man? You know, like, what, what, are, what are we doing? Like, you really think, even if the price is, is the price is a true statement, right? <laughs> right? Even if that's the truth and times have changed and things have evolved, really, that old man that can barely walk with a little bit of hair on the side, a couple pricklies on top, you right. really... I'm going to tell him 60 bucks, 80 bucks that he needs to come back and make an appointment. If you're just sitting around for 30 minutes waiting on your next appointment, Yo, that's what we're really doing. And that's where I, I get a little, I do, I get a little emotional, bro. I get a little right. sad. You know what I mean? Cause you, cause you got a conscience, man. Yeah. It's like, yo, if that was your dad, you wouldn't want nobody to do your dad like that. I think about that for a second, man. It's like, come on, man. It's like you, 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 you can, you can be in business to make money. But not at the expense of your conscience. You got to have a heart for people at some point. We can't get numb to that. Yeah. We just can't. Right? It, it, like, you got to be a good human being sometimes. Regardless of what the world tell you. Mm. Some people hurt people hurt people. Just reality. Some people are scarred, man. They've been misled. They've been manipulated. So they're just like, I need me, me. And if you think me, 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 me all the time, you ain't going to have nothing. You can't always be me, 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 me. Okay, I got it. Me, it's a given. <laughs> what they call it? They call it W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me station? Mm. That's most people. W-I-F-M. <laughs> That's yeah. all people talk about. What's in it for them? And, and we've we've lost the truth. Like we like we can't see the truth of the the fact that we are in the service industry, bro. Like we are the yeah. service providers, and and I, I I see it too much and hear about it too much. Where it's just we we truly for whatever reason think these people are like like we're entitled to these people. You know, like, like, like we, like we own, own them or just, there's even times where we feel inconvenienced by, you know, them walking in, you yeah. got a sign that says walk-ins welcome. They walk in and it's an inconvenience. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Or, or, or they call the shop looking to get in for a cut and it's an inconvenience, you know, yeah. it's, it's, we're in very weird times. And, and I, I think partial, like part of the reason is just, a lot of this social media stuff for sure that, yeah. uh, you know, this world that has been created and this, this idea of celebrity barber and famous barbers and all of this stuff. Cause you know, e even with me being a part of that, cause I am a famous barber in the barber world, right? It's whether I want to be or not, I am. But the part that makes me sad is that because there's the people that may be looked at as famous barbers in the barber world. Now there's so many barbers that outside of this little niche thing we have in their communities and in their shops, they walk around like they, like they, like their, their thing is just swinging and smacking the ground and, and, and nobody can talk to them now because yeah. a couple people at a barber event know who they are and they posted a video that got a hundred thousand views. And it's, it's just, it's just such weird times to me, man. And I don't know. That's why I'd be like, I'm in, a, in, a, in such a good spot right now where mm. there's a lot of stuff that is, is flowing through me that I'm yeah. going to start vocalizing more and more because yeah. I'm going to do my part to, to, to 
be the change that I wish to see and spark the change that I want to see and use my platform that the universe, God, whatever you want to say, the, yeah. the, the, the greater power has given me to have yeah. conversations like this, to post the co- type of content I've been posting and just mm-hmm. do what I can in my power to try to, 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 to get people to see what this barbering thing really is yeah. and get us to be just better humans yeah. and be a service to people and do what barbers are supposed yeah. to be doing, not just sitting back wanting everybody to give us 200 yeah. bucks and act like if you don't want to give us yeah. 200 bucks, beat it and kick rocks, old man. Yeah. Greg, it, it's just, I don't know, bro. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's crazy, man. And that's the leader in you, though. That's what leadership is, man. We need better humans. That's what we need. The world would be so much better if we had better leaders. But nobody talks about that. I've, mm. I'm talking to you about this plenty of time. I've spent the last 10 years of my life studying leadership. Mm. It's changed my life. And it's changed my life in every area of my life. In my marriage, I'm better. As a father, I'm better. A business owner, I'm better. A community person, I'm better. A teacher, I'm better. You know what I'm saying? Like any position I hold, leadership has transferred to every single thing. Mm. And if we can get to a point where we start raising better leaders, people start getting behind you, not because of how much you cut, but because of the person that you are. People buy into the person before they ever buy into the business. That's a side where people pay, like I said, they pay me $100 because of who Will Stam is, not the barber. You know what I'm saying? Because they've seen the work that I put in. They're bought into the vision. You know what I'm saying? They see me helping other people. They see me teaching and doing all this other stuff. They're a part of the story just as much as I am. Like we have to get to a point where we realize we're nothing without the people. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And people in 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 higher, you know, places and perspectives and stuff, they realize that. It's part of like, whoa, 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 like come down off of this stuff, man. Because at the end of the day, man, everyone, each and every one of us wants to feel fulfilled. And you do that by helping your brother or your sister, not by making a bunch of money. Mm. Money is important. Don't get me wrong. But you need something to do with it. Mm. And oftentimes it's helping someone else. Yeah. I love it. Will, you, you already yeah. know we could talk forever. Guys, you <laughs> tapped in. How, how are y'all feeling about this in the chat? Let us know about the right. chat. We I might think need we to take some to questions, man. We might need some questions for yeah, sure. Yeah, we're going to have to turn this into a multiple-part series. What I'm thinking <laughs> is, right now, it says we've been live for an hour and 10 minutes. I'm thinking we rock right. for about another 20, answer maybe a couple questions. You questions. cool with that? I'm good with that. Okay. I, the questions, cool. I think, would be great, man. Give Get the people time to you know get their questions answered, man, for free. Okay, so what no we're gonna pow- do no is power gonna, hours, no power hours for five fifty. We're gonna have a uh, <laughs> we're gonna have a conversation for another twenty minutes, and mm-hmm. me and Will, when we get off of this, you know, we gonna catch up and and we gonna figure something else out to do to do some more of this. And uh, mm-hmm. while they're typing in their questions right now, Will, yeah. um, we were discussing earlier something we mm-hmm. we gonna unroll for mm-hmm. for a select few people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Do you want to you want to share that with them? What we were talking about earlier? Yeah. So what I wanted, what I want to do, me and Marv have been talking about it, and it, it's like we just we want to help people, right? At the end of the day, that's what we want to do, right? There's so many people who have been bamboozled and manipulated, and just kind of are frustrated, right? Spinning wheels. So what me and Marv decided is like, all right, bro, where you're at, where I'm at, how can we help people together, right? I think. 
me and Mar, we talk about it a lot. We've had we have like just a natural synergy where you know what I mean we kind of see the same things and we kind of you know understand it to some degree. So what we wanted to do was put together and get you guys' feedback, right? Where we, me and Marv, both of us, help you build a better barber business. Right. And what that'll entail is all of the things that you see each and every of us do, right? I've built barber shops, I've built a thriving barber school, I've built the clientele from $25 all the way up to $100. There's enough there on that side where any part of that we can build. Marv has built barbershops. Marv's built a tremendous social media business. He knows the ins and outs of social media. He's His character is high level. He's not somebody that's just, oh, I'm just on here manipulating folks to try to make money, right? So what we want to know is, is that something that you would be interested in? And then here's the thing. Right here on live like this, we can build us a community and start building businesses and all the intricacies that come with it in to each individual with like a, an entire community group so people can watch and observe how we actually go about doing that. So y'all let us know in the chat. And Marv, if you want to add anything to that that I might have missed. But that's what we were thinking. So you guys let us know. Yeah, guys. So uh, let, let us know if that'd be something you'd be interested in. And if you are, what I would say is... Um, you can leave your feedback in the comment section for sure. But once we wrap up this uh, conversation, uh, just message either me or Will on mm -hmm. IG and say, hey, you know, I was hearing you talk about the uh, mentorship type of thing that you were discussing. I'm mm -hmm. interested. And uh, what we'll do is we'll, we'll give you the information and, um, you know, let you know the steps that you would need to take. And that we would need to take to make it happen. So if that's something you're interested in, some mentorship from me, from yeah. Will, some next level stuff, just yeah. after this just live, building, DM one of us. Building better barbers. Yeah, just DM us and say. Anything from skill set technical wise, clientele building, opening your first shop, opening a school, how to market on social media. Marv's worked with different brands. I've worked with different brands. Whatever you want to do whatever lane or niche you want to get involved in we definitely can help you get there if you're willing to do the work bet so yeah just to make it as simple as possible guys after we get off this live dm one of us either me or will and just say mentorship just keep it simple mm -hmm. one word mentorship and that that will at least let us know that you're interested in in what we're discussing so mm -hmm. will what are your thoughts on <laughs> this don tavia says if i'm a new barber fresh out of um I'm assuming barber school. Should mm -hmm. I take the leap of faith to leave my full-time job to go to a busy barbershop? What are your thoughts on that? Um, Don Tavius, here's the thing, right? You have to write down a plan. When you write something down, you make it real, right? You can always come back to it and edit, but it, until it is written, it is not real, okay? So I don't want to tell you jump into the barbershop, believe in your full-time job, because I need to know what your budget is like. What are your bills like? Do you have a wife and kids, right? Because any decision that you make is not only just for you, right? It impacts your wife and kids. They have to be considered. It is what it is. So we need to know all of the, all of the aspects of your circumstance, right? And I do think taking like appetizer bite-sized steps towards that, I think is the best route. There is going to come a point in time where you got to take a little bit of a double jump, 
right? You can jump a little bit, jump a little bit, jump a little bit, but then you're going to meet that crossword, crossroads where you do have to exercise faith and take a bigger jump, right? Now, I don't know if that is the position you're in right now, so I would need more context. I'm not just going to be out here cheerleading some, oh, yeah, bro, do it. I did it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not willing to manipulate you like that, but something like you know on our mentorship stuff like that we can give you actionable steps to walk you through that to make it as smooth as possible i but love that. that that is a great question though yeah and to add on to that just to give you some real life um perspective from me when i first started out i had two other part-time jobs now these weren't like crazy hours but when i worked in the shop i started in the shop and i delivered pizzas for a local pizza spot and for Domino's, right? So I was making money through Domino's, the pizza spot, and the little bit I was making in the shop. All of that together was collectively helping me, you know, pay my bills and handle my responsibilities. And as I was delivering pizzas, I was leveraging the pizza companies. So when people were coming in to pick up their food, I was letting them know I'm a barber. Come see me for a cut. First one's on me. When I'm delivering food, hey, just so you know, I'm a barber. First cut's on me. So if you do, you know, feel like maybe you need to... um you can't just commit full time. Don't feel too bad if you have to do something part time. But what I would say is try to do something part time where you can leverage a lot of traffic. Right. So mm. there's there's Uber you could do to, to promote yourself when you're driving people around in the Uber or like a DoorDash or Grubhub or something like that. Or even if you could do a part time job in a hotel or something where people are checking in and out, you know, think of if you do got to do a part time job. Uh, a, a job where there's a lot of traffic where you can promote yourself. So the days where you're in the shop part-time too, or full to however you do it, you can mm -hmm. be directing traffic to your shop um, and, as well. And that's just and here, here, Here's another thing I just thought of, right? Cause I, I, I like these type of challenges, right? Cause I, I've been away from it for a while in that perspective. Right. But I, I just want to think on something, think out loud. Right. If I were you and I was, and you did want to jump out there, right. Like, just imagine your price was $40 at that shop you went to, right? I don't know if it's booth rent or whatever, but another strategy to do just to kind of match your old income, go ridiculously low. Go market yourself as the $20 barber mm -hmm. because it's so cheaper than the norm. You'd get busy as a mug, right? You'd get so busy. You'd be like, what? $20? Well, that's unheard of. You do something drastic, like a dramatic demonstration, and you'd get a whole bunch of interest, right? Now, that $20, you may be overworked, but the transition was made. Now, you just scale from there. Three, four months later, after you settled in and got used to your new income, now you're $25, right? You realize nobody went nowhere. Now, you're $30, but you're full because you were so low and then just scale that up because you're trying to make a transition. I'm not telling you do this and just do it. You're trying to make a transition and you need as much volume. Volume is your best bet right now. It's not per haircut price, smarter, harder concept. No, that's not you right now. You right now are trying to leave a job and replace that income. I don't give a damn. You got to do 50 haircuts to replace the income at $20. If it replaces the income, the mission is accomplished. Now we scale from there once we made the transition, if that makes sense. Mm. Barbers.
none but gems. Marv, what advice would you give to someone trying to have the blurriest phase in the game? Now, I'm not even sure if this is a real question or you just playing with me. You're probably just playing with me, right? But we're going we gonna to talk about it a little bit. Um, what I would say, man, is just don't get so lost in the art of this that mm-hmm. you forget it's a business suit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I, I would say advice. that. That's number one, right? You got to make money. And unfortunately, there's so many people that aren't making money because they're so focused on putting out the blurriest fade. And I'll give you uh, uh, an example of what I mean. There's so many people that get people to sit in their chair and they give them a real high quality cut, right? Mm -hmm. And, And they blaze them up. And then afterwards, the client leaves and then they never see them again, right? Mm -hmm. So naturally, what barbers think is the haircut must have not been good enough. That's why he didn't come back. But what we don't realize is that he might not have came back simply because the music that was played or what was on the TV yeah. or the conversation you were having with everybody else while he was in the chair yeah. or the fact that you took too long on Ooh, the cut a big one. or the fact that you were late. If he made an appointment, you were late for the appointment, right? Mm. So there's all these other variables that play into it. But barbers, we just think, I got to get better at cutting hair. I got to get better at cutting hair, right? Yeah. And I, I would never say don't try to get better at cutting hair i of course i want you to be nice with it i'm nice with it will's nice with it i want you to be nice with it right of course but understand that what the client sees is nice in quality Mm -hmm. and what you see is nice in quality and what me and will see is nice as quality is a whole bunch of totally different things Mm -hmm. right so while you're sitting there taking an extra 20, 25, 30 minutes to try to put out this blurriest fade, there are going to be so many times where that person in your chair is wondering what the hell you're doing because the last time they seen it in the mirror, it looked like you were just about done, and now you've been perfecting the cut, trying to do the blurry fade. Mm-hmm. And in your mind, you're thinking they're going to love it because you're really detailing it. In their mind, they're thinking, what is their, What are they doing? They keep going over the same spot. It right. doesn't look no different. I thought the haircut was done. I just texted my girl. I told her the haircut was just about done. That was 25 minutes ago. And now all of this stuff is taking place. Yeah. Right? And at the end of the day, what you have to understand, bro, is that all that matters is that the client thinks the fade is a high-quality fade. So, yeah. so I would say... You know, if you want to put out the blurriest fade, yeah, you want to invest in the right equipment. You want to invest into, uh, you know, there's programs out there teach you how to cut hair. There's YouTube for free, right? And Mm -hmm. then you just got to get your reps in. That's going to help you get better. But don't get so lost in putting out the blurriest fades that it starts messing up your business. And I know we'll want to add on to that. So, so I'm gonna let. I got. Here's the thing: the nine nine out of ten clients don't know they got a good haircut or not. Yeah, they really don't. They say that they say most people can tell the difference between a good haircut and a bad haircut. Very yeah. few could tell the difference between a good haircut and a great haircut. Great cut. Very, it, it, and they're and they're basing it off of the reaction they get from other people. <laughs> That's their research, right? I, I don't know how many times I probably cut somebody, and I'm like, "Hey, man, how is it?" He said, "Well, the wife will tell me when I get home." Yeah, I mean, it's just what they're gonna do, right? So the blurriest fade thing, right, is like. I want you to always be working on your skills, right? And always be trying to get better. But as Marv said, you don't want it to mess up your business, right? You don't want it to mess up your business. So do a good haircut. And here's here's a tip too. If you take too long, the client thinks you did it wrong. Mm. Say that again. <laughs> Say take, that again. If you, if you take too long, the client thinks you did something wrong. Mm. Mm. For real. So while you're taking a long thing and you're perfecting it, they're thinking like, yo, does he not know what the hell he's doing? Mm. 
if you take too long, the client thinks you did it wrong. It's interesting, man, because when we first start out, we know that when we're doing our first few haircuts and it's taking two and a half hours, three hours, we know that once we get better, we get it down to now an hour and a half. And then we get a little bit better. We get it down to an hour, right? It's like we know that the reason we were taking so long was because we weren't as good, you know? And then Mm -hmm. for some reason, we get to a point as a barber where we start thinking like, all right, now I'm taking an hour, hour and a half because I'm perfecting the cut, (laughs) not realizing that these other people are still thinking like how you used to think that you're Mm -hmm. taking so long because you're just not that good. You got to remember a lot of people are going, let's say they're going to sports clips or great clips or some of these other barbers that may have jacked them up or whatever, or maybe not, maybe they did something else that they didn't like. So they ended up finding a new barber, but they're used to getting their haircut done in 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. And now they sit in your chair for an hour and 15 and you're perfecting the cut. They're thinking like, Will said, like, what, what are they doing? You know, what, what, yeah, what exactly. why, why I mean, this long? just if you, the best research is listening. I think client. I'm think I think barbers make a big mistake because we don't have very good communication skills, and the number one communication skill in the world is listening. Mm. We don't listen to our clients. If you listen to your clients, they'll tell exactly exactly what they want. Oh, I just popped in get a quick cut on my lunch break before I go to work this morning. Oh, I, I stopped in right quick. I need to get a quick cut. I mean, I mean, me and the wife about to hit this seven o'clock movie. Every time I talk to a person. Yo, I just popped in, see if I can get a quick cut. Yo, you think I can slide in the chair right quick? I don't know how many times you look on TikTok, you see Marv in his videos. Yo, you think I can grab a quick cut? You know what I mean? And Marv is like with his barber smock on, I don't know, bro. It's going to be an hour. You got time? <laughs> like, everybody is quick cut. That's what they want. It's a quick cut. It's what they want. Quick and quality. Quick mm. and quality. That's what they want. You can give them that. Man, I'm t- then you might get the $100 a cut. Because they're like, yo, bro, appreciate that. Like, you can't even in the clutch. I don't know how many times people have done that. Because if you get them done in and out quick, they'll pay you whatever it costs. I mean, you think about celebrities, right? They're like, yo, I need to grab a quick cut right after practice. I used to cut years and years ago. I used to cut Mike Bibby when he played for the Hawks. And Mike used to be like, yo, I need to get a quick haircut because my massage therapist is coming at 2 o'clock. He used to practice from 1030 to 12. I used to meet him at his spot at 1230, be done by 130 because she was coming at two. And this was 15 years ago. He paid me $100, $120 every time. But it was, I had to be precise on Thursdays because, you know, NBA schedules, they they got home games. It's, it's Tuesday, Friday, whatever. So she'd be like, yo, every Thursday I need you here at 1230. And at 1215, I was in a garage because I had to get stuff done and it had to be quick and it had to be efficient. That's what they pay for. Mm. Done right and quick. And efficient. All, all they all in the same family. Quick, quality, efficient. It's all in the same family. I love it. Dropping bars. I I want to pin up this question. Uh cuts mm-hmm. by Chief. He's uh he's in our course. He's in the course family, and he's been okay. crushing it, man. He's he's been grinding, and um, he's got a good question. I want you to to dive into this. He says, I'm only 14 months into the industry. He's been grinding. This dude works, gotcha. right? He's currently at a shop, but considering going to Sweet Life, he has a decent amount of clients and already a pension, life insurance, health insurance. Do you still think that's a bad idea to go to Sweet Route, basically? My question is, why the sweets? my question. Right? So, 
I always like to ask a question with a question because if I just make a blanket statement, then all you're going to come back with is more questions, right? And more like rebuttals to that, right? So if I say, what is the reason for the suite? Like there ha- like things have to make sense. And then the next question what I would ask after that is, what is the long-term goal? As a businessman, you don't want to think six months from now, a year from now. You want to think in terms of five, five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now. What does that look like? So if you can answer me those questions and you like those answers, then I would say sure. Me personally, as I get older, I want to get lighter on my feet. And what that means to me is less work to do. Right? If I'm lighter on my feet, that means I'm 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 making more money in passive ways. That means more people are contributing to my income than me. That's how we become financially independent. And then ultimately financially free. So I would ask, why this week? And then what does that look like five and ten years from now? So. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. I, I think he he tapped into everything. I, I just you know to, to to just piggyback on off of what some of what he said and everything. It's just you know when it's just challenging, man. Because when you're <laughs> in the suite cutting hair, you're making money. When you're right. not in the suite and you're, you're not, not cutting money. hair, you're not making any money. Nope. You know. So if you can figure out a way to leverage the suite, you know, you mm-hmm. got people like Los Cut it for example, right? So mm-hmm. he's got his studio that's it's right. just it's very nice he's doing all types of stuff in there photography videos yeah. cutting hair i think he's got somebody else in there cutting with him he's creating content in there so it's a, a hub for him to be able to do a lot of different things right right so even when he's not cutting hair in the in his suite or studio he right. still have has other ways to use that studio to help him make money right he could create right. a course he could do a virtual class he could do an in-person class right right, right? so you know, you just got to keep some of that in mind when you, when you, right. if you do decide to go to the sweet route, it's like, okay, yeah. if I'm in here cutting, I'm making money. When I'm not, right. uh, how, how else am I supposed to right. make money? When you have a shop, right? You know, you have a shop, mm-hmm. you're in the shop cutting hair, you're making money. Mm-hmm. When you're not in the shop, whether it's commission right. or roof rent, right. you're still making some money, right? And, and other barbers are selling yeah. products and stuff in there. You know, like there's other ways to make money. It's exactly. Just- and that's and that's what I would say about with Lowe's Cut It, right? He's probably got the best business model for that. But even still, he got another barber in there cutting. Right. Because yeah. it's it's this basic simple rule, right, in business. I was taught this a while ago. One of my clients is a Harvard grad. He got like five degrees, different businesses, Harvard, Morehouse, all type of stuff. He said, Will, here's the thing. When you pay for a space commercially, you pay per square foot, right? He said, so every square foot of that business should be making you money, Mm. Mm. right? So Lowe's got that. He's got two chairs in there. I bet you when he's not using them, somebody else is because them square feet, if he's not using it, they're not making money. That's the business side. That's why I tell people like business savvy people understand money going out, money coming in. You want as many people as possible contributing to your income as possible for as long as possible. That's just the reality. It just is what it is. And then you have to be okay with turnover. Every company has it. 
Barbers, you, bar, barbershop owners, you get so butthurt. Man, barber, man, wasn't, these barbers ain't loyal. Bro, they spent three to five years with you. Was y'all getting married? Mm. Right? That's why recruiting, pipeline, right? NBA, Joker play, the not, NFL, not for long. The average NFL career is three years. Are they mad? Mm. No, because they got a farm system. You got to build your pipeline. That's why sports run the world. Because they're like, okay, if you won't, somebody else will. John Morant, you want to act a fool? Okay, cool. We're going to suspend you. Play with us some more. You'll be out the league. Because they can replace you. If they can't replace you, then it becomes a problem. It is what it is. So, like, you want as many people contributing to your income as possible. And you get that by serving more people. Right? It's like, okay, I have people at my shop. If they're there three to five years and say, hey, Stan, won't you help me get my own shop? I don't hold them with me. You know why? Because there'll be 20 students graduating next year. Can I fill their seat? Of course. Right? Does everybody win? Of course. That's all businesses, win-win scenarios. So you never want to be the only person contributing to your income. Warren Buffett, if you don't want to believe Will Stan, believe Warren Buffett. He said, never rely on a single income. If you are in a suite, you are relying on a simple, singular income. Mm. right now barbershop well if i'm renting a booth what's the difference you're a product of the product if i went and owned a suite for two years and then tried to come back and own a barbershop because i learned better now everybody's looking at me like yo bro you was heavy on the suite like what made you change so now you got a whole bunch of credibility questions it's okay to become a product of the product that's the real formula Right. If I wanted to own a restaurant, I'd go work in one. I'd be the bus boy. I'd be the waiter. I'd be on the, the cooking line. I'd do something. I got to do something in part of the restaurant because I got to know the business model. I want to own it. So if you in five years say, well, I want to go to a suite now and then come back and own my own barbershop. If that's your answer, I'd say, no, don't do it. If you say this barbershop is toxic, I'm losing clients left and right, the leadership is poor, the location is bad, I don't even know how I built the clientele here, I need something different, I tell you I'll look for a better barbershop. If you say, I'm just a loner, I want to be locked in a room, you know what I'm saying, just me and my clients, I don't mind cutting for 30 years, I just want my own peace of mind, then I say go do it. But understand what you're signing up for. So, Will, I'm going to ask you, because we were yeah. supposed to wrap it up by now. Do you got another, like, because I'm enjoying this conversation. If the people mm -hmm. want it, do you got another to 10 o'clock in you, like another 26 I minutes? I got it. All right, so let me know in the chat. Should we go for another 26 minutes? I think I, I think this conversation is much needed and it's very valuable. So if you guys are open to or having us go for another 26 minutes, we'll wrap it up at 10. Let us know in the chat. The one thing I do want to uh, tap in on real quick, because uh, we I think we touched the button on my man Ben the Barber 01, because he's kind of going ham right now on the sweet thing. So I want to mm -hmm. put up some of his comments, and I want you to uh, share your thoughts and perspective on it, because um, you know Ben has his view of it, which is not it's not a wrong view, but mm -hmm. I just want you to share some of your thoughts on what he's saying. So I'm gonna try to find where he started because he started going ham. Um, first one he says uh, the studio is better than working in somebody else's shop, though. Uh, but yes, in future you can get a space, you can have other barbers come work for you to create passive income. 
Then he said a studio is a great, basically great fit for a barber, though, that wants to be uh, to perfect his brand and create an experience for his personal client. Not every barber has to own a shop or work at someone else's shop. Then he says sometimes having people work for you is stressing. And though it reduces costs money wise, it may cost you more uh, because of peace of mind. Everybody, everyone, you don't need to have employees. Um, he's telling everybody, everybody, you don't need to have employees if you a barber. And then he says something about, nah, you can have a small business. Everyone don't have to go big. Some people happy small. Um, what are some of your thoughts on what he said? What stood out to you? I mean, basically, he's saying do whatever you can tolerate. He gave you the up, down. like He gave, he, he gave you the buffet. You pick what you want. I'm just telling you what I, what I picked that makes sense to me because ultimately I'm free. That's all I'm saying. I, I do what I want to do because I have a choice. Mm. I'm not saying he's right or wrong. Right? If you don't want to if you don't want to manage people, cool. Right? I ain't I'm not knocking that. It just limits your potential is what I'm saying. You're only one person, there's only 24 hours in a day. You are entirely responsible for your entire income. You understand? What I'm I haven't been to my Smyrna shop in 9 months. I'm embarrassed to tell you how much money I made off of it. <laughs> if I didn't yeah. go to a suite in nine months, uh, I'd be in the negative. Mm. Can you just I'm say not, that one more time? I haven't been to my Smyrna shop in nine months. Mm. And I'm embarrassed to tell you how much money I made off of it. Mm. And if it was a suite, I'd be trying to get somebody in it or get rid of it. That says a lot. I'm not saying you can't go that route. I'm just saying you don't want to be the only person responsible for your income. Mm. You don't. Not as you get older. You want to walk lighter. You want to walk lighter. And that means, like, they said the average millionaire has seven streams of income. Like, these is the millionaire people talking, man. I'm not telling you something I made up. I come from a broken home. I graduated high school with a 1.3 GPA. I'm not that smart. I just follow the smart people. My mom wasn't around. I never met my father. I built it from out the mud. I'm telling you what works and what don't. We can change it to whatever industry. You want to go drive trucks? Cool. But if you had six trucks on the road that were under your company and they was all dropping off loads and you was home sleep, how would you feel? You'd feel incredible. But if you was on the road 60 hours a week, even though you made money, how would you feel? You understand what I'm saying? If you want to grow a large-scale business, you need a team, man. Every, every business has it. It's not, it's not something I'm, I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm telling you, think long-term. And nobody's probably told you that. Mm. I just got to say thank you to Savage Surge real quick. I've never had anybody buy money on a live, like do $2. I don't know what that even is, bro. But I just want to say thank you because you the first person to ever do this on a live. So I see he it $2. I don't really know what that means. But I what I know, I know it means that he, he getting a lot of value out of this conversation. So I just wanted to say thank you real quick um, for that. Will, 
Can you say this this belief that higher paying clients want privacy? If they did, they want you to go to their house. Mm. Speak on it, Will. Like, come on, man. Like the average guy who you don't know is a millionaire or whatever. He wants to come in and be in the mix with regular people. You don't even know who he is. Why does he even care? You can't, you mean you can't hook up a steamer and put some enhancements on somebody because there's somebody three feet away from you? Come on, man. That's not realistic. I create, I go right in my barbershop and cut people and they pay me $100 and the people across from me can validate it. And I give them a shampoo and whatever other conditioners or whatever I need to use to give them a quality shampoo experience. I give them a haircut and that's it. I'll see you in a week or two. I promise you, man, 15 years, it's worked like gold. 40 minutes, they out of there. So well, Ben's got a great question, yeah. too. Can you, can you, yeah. what, what's your response to this? Because he goes, how do you have the shop working uh, mm-hmm. without being present? What is your system? So I'm assuming he's talking about the one that you haven't been to in a minute that's still okay. creating income. What's the system? All right. All right. All right. Y'all ready for this? We're going we to be talking to 11 o'clock at night, I promise you, because this, this <laughs> is probably be crazy. I'm telling you. Uh, all right. So. I got two barbershops. Both of them got 10 chairs in it, right? I have a manager at each location. My managers, they've worked underneath me for two years. They've worked side by side with me. They grind with me, right? You always going to have one out of every 10 that just, they get it, right? They're both excellent. They both make over six figures. They charge 40 and $50 a cut. They do haircuts every 30 to 40 minutes. They're off pretty much at 2 o'clock. They come in at 6 like me. They followed exactly what I've been because they saw it work, right? So I went to them after a couple years, right? I made them managers. And when they're managers, they don't pay any rent, right? So imagine owning a barbershop where you don't pay any rent and you get to collect all the money. You ain't got no overhead, no risk, no nothing, right? So, okay, that's pretty attractive. But I want passive income. Okay, cool, all right? So I went to both of them and I said, listen, both of you guys are qualified to own your own barbershop. You book just like me. You do a great job. You can do all the haircuts. It's not an issue. I said, but here's one thing I want to make, make sense to you. You right now can go own a barbershop. You've been with me four years. You deserve it. I said, but here's what I want you to understand. If you go out there and open up a barbershop, you're going to open up a barbershop with a three dollars to $4,000 overhead. You're going to put 10 chairs in there. You're going to need probably at least 250 a week rent market rate. Cool, right? I said, but the problem is you see how hard it is for me to find licensed barbers? Competing against me and me competing against you is going to be even harder for both of us. So here's what I want to do. Here's my proposal to you. I'm going to go and open up a barber school to build all of us a pipeline. It may take me two to three more years to do it because I got to put some things in place to create some real estate, some passive income that will allow me to walk away from $130,000 behind the chair. Are you willing to buy into that vision and trust me to follow through on it? Both of them looked me in my face and said, absolutely, because mm. I understand what you're talking about. And I want to buy a house for my family first. Cool deal right so then i proceeded to deliver on the vision that i created for them as part of being a quality leader right so i went and did it the school is built next summer you'll see my first manager who been with me for seven years as of july 5th 
next year will be eight years. He'll be in his own barbershop and I'm going to help him. He saved up the money because he hasn't paid rent to me for four years. Mm. And he's made well over six figures. He works Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and he don't work past two o'clock. His name is Caddy. He's in Smyrna. If you don't believe me, go in there and talk to him. Mm. Right. And we've already been talking about locations because I got 17 students with another 10 probably starting in August that will be finished in a year next summer. He'll go open up a shop and some of my recent graduates who need a shop to go start in will join his team because both of my shops right now are 90% full. And all I ask him to do over the next 10 months is train somebody to take his spot. Mm. A fair exchange is no robbery. The real game and expansion is leadership. The reason why barbers want to go and into suites is because they don't want to deal with people. They need to learn how to lead and it'll solve all their problems. But in <laughs> our culture, we do barber battles and we're egotistical and we mm. got to be number one. We have mm. to have the blurriest fade in the game. And that's not a shot at you, my man. You just don't know what you don't know. Mm. This is our culture we grow up in. An individualistic culture. Let me drop a gem on you. Collaboration happens at the top. Competition happens at the bottom. So while we're all focused on competition, we're acknowledging that we're at the bottom. Collaboration is what happens at the top and is how big brands grow larger. Bro, I'm letting you go because I know you locked in. Like, like you tapped into that frequency right now. It's just rolling. So I'm just letting y'all, yo, I'm just letting you go. I just want to be yelling barbers, but the best thing I can do is just be like, mm. you know what I mean? So I'm just letting yo, you go. That's, I do want to give me one second real quick. I just want to uh, shout out because this this first time this happened, Will. So I got to shout the yeah. shout out the love, man. This I don't want to butcher your name, but they just did a dollar ninety nine too. For I don't know even know what they're buying. Probably something I set up a minute ago. <laughs> I just want to say thank you uh, for that as well. Yeah. And then after you're gonna say what you're gonna say, I I, I want you to uh, elaborate on what he's saying too, because or she, um, they're they're saying I work at a great shop, but I have a thirty five percent percentage so i want you to to share your thoughts on that too all right so the 35 percent i'm assuming is what you your take home and the other person gets 65 percent I, I would hope not i would hope it's the shop gets 35 and they take home 65 that's what she i said would she hope. said i have 35 percent, so that concerns me yeah that's very concerning <laughs> so so we'll see if he uh comments comments on it yeah but but if if, if it's the other way around which i'm hoping it is where he he he's saying he has to pay. Well, I had someone I had someone tell me his his take home was forty seven percent the other day. So mm. I was mm. like, Oof. Mm. so what would you say? Okay, so let's talk about yeah. it then. So yeah. if somebody's in a shop. They're mm -hmm. let's say they're still pretty new, right? Right. Hold on, we mm -hmm. got shout out my man real quick. He, he before I get into it, he just did the. I don't even know what this is, bro. Millionaire shout out to you, bro. Uh, Golly, man. Uh, shout out to him, man. And this is this is a man right here. Let me just number one say thank you. Appreciate you, bro. I appreciate sure, you, bro. Showing uh, love, man. And uh, he don't need no introduction. Nah, this, this man is doing his thing, <laughs> crushing it, doing a phenomenal job in the barber industry. And, and and I'm trying to tell you guys, he's an example of somebody where um 
it, for those of you guys that get wrapped up in engagement and likes mm -hmm. and all of the social media stuff, right? Like I do my course, I do my best to teach y'all strategy and I mm -hmm. do my best to change and shift your mindset so that you can start thinking like he thinks, right? Because mm -hmm. what I mean when I say that is if you go on his page, you're not going to be blown away by his engagement, right? You're not going to be like, right. yo, his page is popping like crazy. Mm -hmm. But this man last year stood on a stage that uh, of an event that me and will went to right. and yep. he was gifted not not even gifted he earned mm, uh, yeah. a, a, a earned. he were earned it it was uh it was a two comma club award meaning he generated over a million dollars through the system that that the of the event the the, the software that they used all right yeah. and you guys would look at his social media or watch him when he goes live and you're like, yeah, there's only a few people watching as eh, social media ain't popping like that, yeah. bro. This dude generated over a million dollars through yeah. that software last year. So he's grinding, yeah. he's working hard. He's paving yeah. a way for, for barbers to do some amazing things. And he just showed me a lot of mm -hmm. love and will a lot of love by doing mm -hmm. the nine 99 thing. And I know will wants to say something too. Yeah. So I, I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, I, I've never personally met uh Chindi, right? A millionaire barber and he and me and him heard each other talking in a clubhouse chat like months ago you know what i mean when clubhouse had a little three-month run yeah it was hot for you a know minute what I mean? it was hot for a little second right and uh we were just chatting and you know what i mean he called me on one time like to talk and answer some questions and we kind of connected on there man but i i did my research on him and he's legit and if i wasn't already deep in like school and kind of did all my homework before I even met the guy, I probably would have paid for his stuff. And that's just me keeping it G because I'm a person like, yo, if you got the results, that's what I want at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? But obviously he, you know, he, he hit me up a couple of times when I opened up the shop, like, yo, I see you doing your thing. It looks great. And I'm proud to see it. And he was just like, yo, like I have nothing but respect. So when you, when you produce at a high level, no matter how you get it done, People respect it when they're on that level because they know what it takes to get there. You know what I'm saying? So when you when you see people like that, the admiration and respect for one another, it's it's automatic. It's kind of how me and Marv clicked. Like me and Marv spoke through social media a couple of times, right? Met each other at a couple of shows. And then we were sitting side by side at a conference like, yo, what are you doing here? He's like, no, what are you doing here? So it's just like, but you just you make eye contact and you're like, Bro, I get it. So, shout out to Millionaire Barber, man. Shout out, shout out to him, man. Barbers! Man, if you're still listening this far in, I know you're loving this conversation, and I can't blame you. I loved it. Will loved it. Everybody that tapped in live loved it. It was a fire conversation. So, if you haven't done so already, make sure you take a screenshot, share it to your story, tag me and Will in it, so that way we can show you some love, share your thoughts, give us some feedback, and make sure you send this episode to a friend that you know will find value out of this conversation. You've listened this far, man, you're loving it. I know you are. You're loving it. And also, make sure you check out itsmarvymarv.com. Again, that's where my social media marketing course is. That's where you can find my uh, merch. I got hat shirts. All of the fun stuff. Some hoodies. I got some free digital uh, downloads as well at ismarimarv.com. Make sure you check all of that out. And follow Will Stam at Will, W-I-L-L-S-T-A-M-M. Check out his content. Shoot him a message. Introduce yourself. And make sure you check out the link in his bio as well. Take advantage of all of his resources, man. 
now let's bring it home let's get back into the conversation and uh yeah we got a lot more gems for you barbers so to, to circle back to the uh what you were gonna dive into a little bit before we we showed him all that love um mm-hmm. And, and boppers, right? Will's preaching. I do just want to yell, preach, because my boy Will going in. Um, what would you say to the barber that's in a, a situation right now where they're in a commission based shop mm-hmm. and they're getting either a 50 50 split or, like you heard the other day, a, a 40, mm-hmm. they're getting 47, the shop's getting 53. What would be your strategy um, for them? What would be some of your insight? So my, 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 my question is, what makes you comfortable with that like because i believe right people are smart enough to make their own decisions there was something that said this is okay i need to understand i need to understand what that is right because I, I i got a girl she just switched to my shop right and she was at a like a salary commission based shop where they were paying her and i said you know what made you do that she was like well will i moved here from george or from you know, Wyoming or wherever, right? And I actually know where she's from. I'm just, you know, giving an off-brand name, right? So I'm like, okay. And she's like, when I moved to Georgia, she's like, I have children and I needed a steady income. Makes sense to me. Way too hard to move from out of state, get your feet wet in a city where you don't know anybody, trying to build on a booth rent model, right? So you need to go somewhere where you got a little bit of a guaranteed income. Cool. No problem with that. But then the next question comes, the same thing I asked the person that was in the suite. What does this look like for you five years from now? Is it more of the same? If it is, then we need to start thinking about an exit strategy already. See, the game plan has to be most people. And this is why I always tell people, barbers, you got them for three to five years. Every three years, a person starts to get that itch or I need to see some sort of progress. They have to see some type of significant growth. Otherwise, they're going to make a drastic move because they want to grow. This is why I tell barbershop owners, if you want to keep a loyal team, keep a loyal team growing. That means the leader has to keep growing. But once we own a shop, we like, pump the brakes. I'm lit. Let me chill. This is my shop. Y'all see me? (laughs) As soon as you start doing that, you're going down. Because you should be investing in your growth. You should be talking about expansion. People can buy into that. You know why? Because every time you expand, it opens up another seat for somebody to move up. And somebody to move up. People quit companies, corporate companies. You know why? Because they keep hitting that proverbial ceiling. They got to wait for somebody to die, quit, or retire before they can move up. So what do they do? They move to another building with a different logo at the top. They hop companies every two to three years. Why? Because they're searching for growth. If you want people to stay loyal to you, give them a reason to. So, five years, what's the reward? Right? If there isn't none, we need to think about something else. If you say, all right, well, I'm going to start at 50%, but they told me I'm going to get a 10% commission raise on my end every year until I max out at 80%. Then I'm like, all right, that's okay. Commissionable scale. All right, that's doable. What else it come with? benefits pension okay all right well maybe that works for you then right but if you say well they told me 50 50 for as long as i'm gonna be here and they may give me you know two weeks off every year then i'm like okay we need to think about something else so it just depends what the five year i always think long term because short term it makes sense so i can't argue with it 
right? If you move from Wyoming short term, and I'm like, man, that's dumb. Why would you do that? You gave me the answer. Short term, you needed a steady income. You're relocating your family. That makes sense. I'd be a fool to argue with you. But if five years go by and we're in the same spot, now we just were insane for five years, right? I think it was Muhammad Ali that said, a person that sees the same, that sees the world the same way at 40 as they did 20, has officially wasted 20 years. In business, that's five, especially in the technology era. If you're looking five years down the line and ain't nothing changed, it's the definition of insanity. So we always got to look at the long-term goal. What's the game play? Any business model can work depending on what your game plan is. I had a lady tell me, she's at my shop now. She said, well, when I got out of barber school, I went to sport clips. I said, why'd you do that? She said, because I wanted practice on straight hair. Made sense to me. And they give you training. It's basic training, but they give you training and I got a whole lot of reps with no pressure. Made sense to me. How am I going to argue with that? The barber school she went to wasn't up to speed. She needed reps. Made sense. Right? Then she left. Now she does 100000 at my shop. It makes sense. So... I, I and I actually I want to speak on that real quick too because I actually love that idea of going to one of those things for uh, one of the like chain type of shops for the reps. In fact, when I graduated barber school, that was my vision was I was going to work at something where they they that they were going to pump in a lot of traffic and I was going to be able to get a lot of reps in because I knew in my mind that I was going to be able to get better with the more practice I got. And I knew that the more people that sat in my chair, I was going to be able to lock them in. So when a time came for me to do my own thing, I, I just had enough belief in myself that I was going to be able to really leverage um, that. So I, I think the problem with barbers is we want stuff to happen so fast and overnight. Mm -hmm. right? and, yep. and that's the problem. Not realizing that if you did, for example, not saying to do this, right? Cause there's a lot of different ways you could do it. You could be fortunate to land in one of Will's shops or mm -hmm. a, a busy barber shop where your growth can be tremendous. Right. But let's say you're in a spot where there aren't really that many good options of shops you can go to and you're fresh out of school and you're new you can you can really leverage a place like Sports Clips in the way that he's saying his uh his barber did to get your reps up to get practice get some training and then once the option becomes available for you to either relocate to a a, a spot where you had the potential to earn significantly more income or you build up the confidence in that and you get enough education to do your own thing you could be in a a, a better position to do it so mm -hmm. I you know I I'm sure that's one of those things that people we can obviously have a a, a long in depth conversation about it but I think mm -hmm. it's something that could be um, a, a very effective. I want to share this comment. Dontavius said, um, what's more marketing gems? Our business cards still in style. I see the merch hat shirts. What else, what else am I missing? Well, first you already know I'm going to plug my course, right? If you mm, ain't in my sure. course, I don't know if you are. If you ain't in my social media course, you need to get in it. That's one. Number two, Will's got a few different programs. Uh, he got a few mm. of them. So you got to go to his page on Instagram and, mm -hmm. and, and get all of his programs. There's going to be a whole lot of game in there for you. That's first and foremost. Be willing to invest in yourself in that way. Right. Business cards, for me, I love the digital business card. I use the bopper. I think that's dope. It's it's mm -hmm. a card where you just tap people's phones or you have them scan the QR code. And by them doing that, it has all your information pop up on their mm -hmm. phone. 
I think it's super dope because number one, it makes me look cool, right? Anytime mm-hmm. I pull that thing out and I tap somebody's phone and they see all my information pop up, it makes me look mm-hmm. cool. And I just think it's more efficient than walking around carrying business cards. The merch, mm-hmm. the merch is always going to work. You got to remember, mm-hmm. guys, when you're wearing a T-shirt that has a Nike symbol on it, all you're doing mm-hmm. is being a walking billboard for that brand. Yep. You're literally advertising that brand. And I know we- It's the biggest life hack in the world. Bro, it's we're paying these companies to advertise them. It, it's insane when you really wrap your mind around that idea that we're paying these companies to advertise them. It should be the other way around. They should be paying you to advertise them. But that's yep. the, the bamboozlement we've been tricked into, right? Man. So, so I say all that because- whether it's the merch you get from my store, right, or it's some other barbering merch or it's your own merch you create, at least by you wearing something that says, like I have in my store, I should be your barber, or you wearing your barber smock, or you wearing something that lets the world know you're a barber, barber life, you are now turning yourself into a walking billboard for your business, right? Like if if, if I'm in a, a location, this happened to me plenty of times, especially with this hat. I can't tell you how many times with my barber's hat where I'm checking out somewhere no intent on promoting myself, but the person will say to me, I got to ask, what's that mean on your hat? I know it says barbers. What, what is it? Are you a barber? And then what it leads to is a conversation where I ultimately end up promoting myself, right? But when I stop and think about it, if I were wearing a hat that had a Nike symbol on it, what's the chances that that conversation comes up? Never. Right? So, so wearing merch that lets the world know you're a barber while it doesn't have to be an everyday thing it is something that can lead to some conversations even when you're not in the uh, mood to promote but with all that being said at the end of the day the most important thing for you to do is just implement what you already know bro because the problem is a lot of times we become information junkies and we're always looking for that shortcut and the fastest way to do things and there's things that we could be doing now that we don't do so yeah, I recommend you join my course. Yeah, I recommend you purchase all the Will's programs. Yeah, I recommend you have some barbering merch and all of that. But ultimately, as you're learning different things and the things that you already know, the most important thing that you can do is actually implement the stuff. And it will work. If you work it, it will work. If you take a course and you don't implement none, it ain't going to work. If you buy a bunch of merch, you never wear it, it ain't going to work. If you are out and about and you have your business cards or a digital business card and you see an opportunity to promote yourself and you talk yourself out of it, it's not going to work. So don't just be addicted to information and allergic to execution. Yes, Mm -hmm. be addicted to information. Learn some new stuff. You ask for more marketing gems. I just gave you some. Now it's on you to do something with it. And I know we'll want to add a little bit onto it too. Yeah. So one of the things that is like uh, like a hidden jewel, right? Nobody talks about this, right? Finding a micro-influencer. We all want the celebrity so we can post it on Instagram and get other barbers to be like, yo, that's such and such barber. That cut is fire. But the person in your community is a micro-influencer. He probably works for a nonprofit organization. He's probably serving and making relationships and connecting with high-level people who donate money. Y'all ever realize that? Like People who make big money they're the ones donating to foundations and all that, right? They're serving, right? I think though, I think they go together, right? You do stuff for free, you end up blessed. You're more fortunate than others because you're willing to sacrifice and not get paid for it. You know what I'm saying? So, like you do, like stuff like that, right? So you find you a micro influencer. Micro is small, right? Macro is large. 
micro influencer is your local influencer right maybe it's the person like say you started cutting in high school the most popular kid in high school has got all the influence or the basketball player build your clientele when i worked downtown atlanta i was cutting one of the players that played for georgia state basketball team i was in downtown atlanta before you know it i was cutting a whole entire basketball team and the coaching staff because i cut the best player on the team i made him one of my best friends at the time we hung out i was 21 he was 19 we hung out you know what i'm saying right then that then that's that matriculated into the person who was like the president of this fraternity or that fraternity on the college campus. And then I cut their hair and then they posted that they got a haircut from me at the barbershop. And then, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was like, yo, 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 where you go? Where you go? You know how young people are. Yo, where you go? Where you go? And before you know it, I was booked in like a year. And then it just, then I just maintained it. So a lot of times getting a micro influencer the person people in your community know, but other barbers have no clue. Find you a micro influencer. That is that is a, that is a, a marketing hack mm. because we all know what's the strongest form of marketing: word of mouth. A micro influencer has influence mm. and can change your life by word of mouth. Mm. Bars go into the local businesses near where you cut hair and offer to cut the owner, <laughs> the manager. Uh, yeah. I used to take business cards early in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. I used to take them up to the Marriott downtown. High business people, they frequent. Hey, if you ever know anybody rushing needs a haircut quick, I'm open at six o'clock in the morning. I'm the only person open at six o'clock in the morning. Mm. People are shocked when they hear what? Oh, okay. I'll let them let them know. I'll take lunch couple $2.50 Chick-fil-A biscuits mm. to the person working the front desk, the hostess. Hey, I just wanted to bring y'all some breakfast. Here's some orange juice. I'm the barber down the street, man. I'm new to the area. I just kind of wanted to let you guys know I'm here. Mm. $5. Mm. Now, and I'm like, oh, you're looking for a barber? Yeah, there's a guy. As a matter of fact, which cards around here somewhere? Because they remember the taste of that Chick-fil-A biscuit. Mm. Just do nice stuff for people, man relationships are the keys that unlock doors that you don't have keys for mm. bars i'm gonna i'm gonna give you another i'll give you a prime example marv me and marv we connected right we created a little you know what i mean vibe we just we, we see things together right um one of you know marv's industry guys throws a hair show right like a an event in atlanta he called marv was like yo i want you to judge the battle and marv can tell me if i'm lying marv says man i don't really want to do barber battles but I'll do it under one condition that you let Will do it with me. It happened in November. I didn't know the guy. He was like, oh, yeah, I know that dude. Yeah, sure. Anytime. Boom. And then before you know it, I was hosting with Marv. I'm in this city. I know a lot of people in the city, but I didn't know that guy. I was doing that barber battle with Marv. Don't you know some of those people sent in applications to come to my school? Mm. That was just Marv doing me a solid because I did I, I called Marv and we did a class last year and we both made money. After that, it was like, all right, Will did me a solid. I'm going to do him a solid. Relationships. Otherwise, I'm not there. Mm. Just call a spade a spade. Is that facts, Marv? That's 100% facts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, it's relationships, bro, are, are so powerful. I love the... Um, the example of this that Andrew Tate gave in an interview back that I listened to, right? And um, he said that he could never go broke again, right? Mm -hmm. and, and he could never go broke again. And the reason why is because 
he has a network of 5,000, you know, people that are high profile people. People. Yep. Right. So even if he lost all his resources, he, he, he would never be broke again. And he, yep. and he was explaining that point because he was trying to emphasize the power of having a network and the power of relationships. And then I heard another mm -hmm. example of this when I was watching somebody live, I forget who it was, but they said, they, they asked the person they were live with, they said, yo, you, you got rich right now, right? You, you got a lot of money. You're, you're doing uh, a lot of great things. He said, what would you do if you lost it all today? What would your next step be if you lost it all today? And he said, I will get to work and start building it back up. He said, I built it once already. I could build it again. Mm -hmm. He said, I, I have the confidence to do that because I did it once. I know I could build it again. And he's like, all right. And so then he asked him, he said, well, what would you do? He said, me? I make a few phone calls and I get all the money I needed and I'd be right back up and running just like that. Yeah. He said, I wouldn't start from where I started from. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't build it back up in the way I first built it. I make a couple of phone calls and we're going to be right back where I was right before I lost it. Mm -hmm. And he shared that story because, again, he was trying to emphasize the power of relationships. And mm -hmm. what we all need to wrap our mind around is the idea that relationships are just significantly more valuable than money. And yep. what I would add to that is don't hesitate to buy your way into relationships, relationships bro. Yeah. Don't hesitate to spend money to put yourself yeah. in a room to get around some people that you can form relationships with. Yeah. In fact, uh, with Jay Majors, right? We have yeah. a relationship now. My relationship with Jay started when I asked him to host an event I did back in, I think, 2016, the New York State Barber Expo. I asked mm -hmm. him, how much would it be to host this event? He told me his number. We worked it out. He ended up hosting the event, right? Now we have a, a great business relationship where I've spoke at the CT Barber Expo. I'm speaking at the Las Vegas Barber Expo. Jay's put me on with a bunch of stuff with Squire, different things with Babyless. And, and we have a relationship now. And, and I can argue that I paid my way into that, right? Mm -hmm. There's different rooms I've been in, educational rooms where I paid for the ticket to get in the room, where in that room, I end up meeting somebody, shaking their hand, getting to know them. We now have a relationship, Right. So don't hesitate, guys, to 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 spend the yeah. money to buy yeah. a relationship and, and build. That's how people. That's how people test your metal. And when I say metal, I mean M E T T L E. Yeah, that's how people test your metal. What What does that oh, mean for people that don't under know what metal like is? You're like it's almost like testing your gut, right? Like yeah. testing your core. Like who are you for real, right? And the easiest way to find that out is see if somebody's willing to give up their cash. Put your money where your mouth is, bro. Right, exactly, right? So it's like, I, the same thing you did, Marv, I did that with you. When I called you and I was like, yo, Marv, I seen you did a class in Dallas. I seen you did it one in Florida. I was like, would you mind doing one in Atlanta for social media? Marv was like, bro, I don't know if my reach is like that. I got good reach in Texas and Florida. Atlanta, I ain't sure. I ain't never really did much out there. I said, well, I got an Airbnb downtown. You can stay there for free. We can set up about 50 chairs at this barbershop that I own. All you got to do is spend $250 on a flight. I got the rest. Is that worth the risk? He's like, what can we sell tickets for? I said, probably about 75 bucks. I said, do you think we can sell three so your flight's covered? <laughs> he said, no, I definitely think we can do that, bro. I said, for sure, I can sell three. We can do that. We got a problem. <laughs> right, exactly, right? So I said, well, then is it worth it to you? He was like, send me pictures of the space. Like He was still a little reserved because people have had him in some shady rooms before. So I said, all right, here's pictures. Here's this. This is the condo, yada, yada, yada. 
Yes or no? He was like, let's run it, bro. He said, I like the setup. I like the offer. Hey, what do we got to lose? Cool. And then we came and it sold out. Mm. That was me doing the same exact thing. Why? I respected what Mar was talking about. I watched his body of work. I took his social media class during the pandemic. Got value. So what I did was I spent my money to validate who I thought Marvy Marv was. And then I said, okay, I know what I got. I find it valuable. Some other people, if they paid, they think it would be valuable because I thought it was valuable because I know if I bring Marv out, my credibility is on the line too. So mm -hmm. I had to validate him first. Here's what most barbers don't understand. You're always on trial. So be careful about the decisions you make. Following an influencer online that you haven't validated just because you heard him say it is risky. Mm. Go buy his course before you start taking his advice. Mm. Mm. Buy something. You need to validate your source. Mm. And on the other side of business, right? This is what we do. We qualify buyers. Somebody will sell you something for $10. If you like what you get, they qualified you. You qualify them. Mm -hmm. It works both ways. But we hear somebody online say, yo, I can cut this person. They take a picture. Now, all of a sudden, they're validated. No. You have to be careful about internet testimonials. Spending money is always worth it because mm. it validates the yes or the no. That's all we ever want. Yes, I can rock with this dude. No, I can't. If it cost you $100 to get that answer, it was worth it. I agree. And what I would add to that, too, because I always recommend to people, right? Like, there's a couple points I want to just make real quick, as quick as I can make them. Mm -hmm. if, if, if you are somebody that is willing to invest into information and, and invest into yourself and invest in acquiring skills, right? What I would say is we are in a time where there are so many people that you can come across to, to where they got a lot of free content out there, right? Mm -hmm. So consume their free content, do your best to uh, apply what they're teaching you in the free content. And then if it comes to a spot where they're offering a mastermind or a masterclass or a webinar or a course, if they don't given you a lot of value in the free content as it is, what do you have to lose to spend a little bit of money with them? Right? right, it's like people with me. People have been listening to my podcast, my YouTube channel, all of my co uh, free content on Instagram. So I've given enough game through that to where now, when I say, "Hey, come sign up for the course," you don't learn a lot for free as it is. There right. are people that even signed up for the course just to say they felt like they needed to pay me back for everything. I'm I've one given. of those people, Marv. I'm one of those right? people. I was, yeah, I mean, I want. I'm like, yo, Marv. I didn't got a lot of game from Marv. I'm like, yo, bro, here's some money. <laughs> then I just started doubling and triple down, like yo, like let's do another class so you can make more money. You know what I mean? Because I may call more, I'm like yo, what what type of equipment I need? He's like yo, bro, get you this. Yeah, I, I'm open book, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like yo, anytime I need something, I can call him and he delivers. So I'm like yo, he got this. All right, let, look, let, let here, what is it? I mean here, here you go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and so so, so to, you know to to reiterate what I'm saying is you know like like Will was saying, you gotta number one identify if this person is credible enough to speak on what they're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Do your homework, do your research, then consume yep. their free content, right? And if you're getting a lot of value, what do you got to lose by investing into one of their classes or one of their courses, right? I, I can't tell you how much I've spent on information 
right? Will really? can't tell you how much he's spent on information. And Thousands. one of the main reasons why I spend on information is because I know how I am as a person. And what I mean when I say that is this. I hate feeling like I'm wasting my money, right? Nope. Like, like so, so if I... If I spend money on something, I'm going to do my best to like utilize it just because I don't want to feel like I wasted my money. Right. Yep. Like think about this conversation, for example, y'all are getting all of this game for free, right? free, right? For free. Now, if we're just being real, most people that tapped into this are not going to apply a lot of this, right? right? Because it was a free conversation. I know you're all going to say I'm going to, but most people aren't. It's just natural human nature, nature. right? Yep. But if y'all spent $10,000 for this conversation. Oh, you, you'd apply every bit. You would apply every bit. You'd be taking notes. You'd be doing your best to implement things, right? So what I say to you guys is this. If you're the type of person that hesitates to spend money because you don't want to feel like you're wasting your money, that is literally a hack to help yep. you accelerate your growth quicker because if you spend money on something a course a class a, 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 an event or something like that you're going to be a lot more likely to take advantage of it because you don't want to feel like um you wasted your money and mm -hmm. i see my boy will starting to get a little tired i can't front <laughs> i am too and we went a lot longer than i planned so Man, yeah this, this is what i'm gonna say to y'all we're gonna do probably another part two three mm -hmm. four five six seven six. eight nine ten <laughs> of this right but right. what i will say is i want to bring up a few things real quick because i know you guys got a lot of value out of this matter of fact let us know in the chat the value got out of this number one i want to make sure that you guys if you haven't done so already all go follow will stan all right all go follow my boy will all right i need now, to get the 70k man i've been stuck on 69 for we it, about to get the 70k <laughs> go follow will all right and i will tell you that you're going to get a lot of value, not only from his page, but we're talking about courses and programs and stuff. Click the link in his bio. Click where it says online fundamental courses. All right. And what's going to happen when you click that, I'll pull it up for you guys real quick, is this is going to pop up. Stamp school. All right. Go get home. The financial fundamentals, the foundations of fading, right? The clientele builder. This is all stuff where this is not even you spending money. This is an investment you're going to make back so quick mm -hmm. just simply because of the information you're going to mm -hmm. learn, number one. Number two, it's a tax write-off. All right, let's mm -hmm. not forget that. It's a tax write-off. So this is not actually costing you anything. In fact, by you not spending the money for some, for some of these tools, you're literally losing out on money. Right. Yep. And I'll give you a simple analogy of that. I know somebody that was going to join a $150,000 mastermind group uh, last year. They weren't able to do it because they took too long to sign up. So they had to wait till next year. Right. You and I would look at that and say, well, they saved $150,000. No, that's not how they seen it. The way they seen it was they missed out on millions because by them being a part of that $150,000 per year mastermind, they're now surrounded by multi, multi millionaires. The knowledge yeah. that they were going to learn was going to have such a significant return on that $150,000 invested. So I say that because where you're looking like oh, I might have to spend 97, 97. Nah, by you not spending it, you might be potentially costing yourself thousands it's all right that. now will do you do like yeah. a package for all of these or they buy them separate um i just buy them separately but i make them all underneath a hundred dollars because i'm like yo if a person can't invest a hundred dollars in their own growth i don't there's nothing else i can do to help you yeah 
Facts. I'm not a problem. I'm not charging you a thousand dollars. It's less than a hundred dollars. And I, I will guarantee you this. If you don't get value, I'll give you money back. Mm. It's my guarantee. I love it. So look, guys, you got some investments to make because that's one you got to make. And then, listen, y'all talking about some marketing and social media and all of that. You all right? No, I got to let you know about the course, bro. So come join the course. Got a social media course, right? We also got a Booked Up Barber Masterclass. It's a five-part webinar series. Right now, I'm running a thing where if you use 50, the code get 50, you get 50% off of that. And then we got the hats, the shirts, the merch, all of that. All right. you know, let me just say this about Marv's class, right? Marv did a did an unbelievable job talking to you about my stuff. But when I connected with Marv, I had about 15,000 followers. I'm up to 70, right? And, and that's since February 1st. I didn't have a TikTok in February. And there's almost 84,000 followers on TikTok. I learned everything I know about social media and marketing from Marv. Mm. I don't got nothing else to say. Mm. I will add because Will puts in the work. Guys, these programs mm -hmm. and this information you all learned tonight, at the end of the day, it's only going to work if you're willing to work. If you're trying to get in better shape, I can give you the best diet. I can give you the whole exercise routine months in advance. But if mm -hmm. you don't actually get in the gym and do those push-ups, you don't actually say no to that pizza, ain't nothing going to change. So, what I want to leave you guys with is take the information you guys learned tonight, do your best to implement it, all right? And then as far as the, the extra programs that you guys could, could access, if you feel like you want to learn even more, make sure you click the link in uh, Will's bio on Instagram and click the link in mine and take advantage of, of, of those resources, bro. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Will's stuff is life-changing and you know, I, I mean, Will, I appreciate the love when it comes to the social media. Hey, man, I just tell the truth, man. There's no cap in my rap. None. I, I have no interest. I tell people all the time, man, if you think I'm lying, just pull up. Mm. You can pull up. I'm at the barbershop. I'm in the trenches with the people. It's where I love to be. Mm. Not standing on some soapbox. Me mm. and Marv did this because we felt the need to address for barbers. We don't like seeing people get scammed. Mm. And 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 get misled and manipulated. That's no fun. When there's a real simplistic way to get it done, that mm. is obtainable for most people, right? I'm a person. I want the I want the way that makes the most sense. I ain't trying to be no rock star. I don't want to be that. Give me the simple way so I can just go over here, make my money, chill, and be free. And I ain't nobody got to know. Mm. I walk past people every single day. They're like, what? Him? That guy? Hi. <laughs> it just is what it is, man. It's just, it, 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 there's an easier way, man. And Marv and myself will give you the way that is very simple in appetizer bite format to where it's digestible content that you can use and apply. All right, Marv, I'm done, man. <laughs> Marv, I think Will I got it out. Say, Will got man. a lot of it out. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. If you're just tapping in at the end here, I am going to save this so you guys can rewatch it on YouTube. And I would even tell for all of you guys, or tell all you guys that watch this whole thing, go back and rewatch it so that way you can catch more gems the second time around that you might have missed the first time around when your mind was blown and you was thinking about. I'm going to go back and rewatch this. Yeah.
I am too. So <laughs> I appreciate y'all. Will, I appreciate you so much, man. No Thank doubt. You. I appreciate you, man. It, it was fun, man. For yes, sure. sir. More to come. So guys, yeah. barbers, y'all stay blessed. Right. Later, homie. Peace.